When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is time to skip the BS. It's time for Undisputed. It's time to talk about a podcast called The Edge that all too often sends me over the edge. It's time to talk to Michael Irvin and Keyshawn Johnson about more controversial podcast comments made by Micah Parsons, who reacted to Jerry Jones' declaration that the Cowboys will go all in this offseason by saying this, and I quote, Yeah, they're talking about how we're going all in this year. Man, that's what I would hope for. I'm 24 years old. I've been in this league three years, and I've kind of seen it all. I hope we go all in. I hope that we go out and get the players that we're missing because we didn't do that this year. I hope that we challenge ourselves to become better and become greater for us. Okay, I don't love all of that, but I'm going to start with my man, Michael Irvin, who wasn't here the last couple of days as we talked about the Jerry Jones quotes. But, Michael, how do you interpret what Micah said on his podcast? Well, some I concur with, and then and then some things yeah. I, I, I just have to try to discern. But some things I do concur with. Like, like there have been opportunities, and we've come out here t- plenty of times, and we talked about it. There are players out there that could probably help the Dallas Cowboys. We talk about how they can help the Dallas Cowboys, and ultimately Jerry doesn't he, – he talks about maybe going to look into these players, but he doesn't go and do it. And, and, and just getting sometimes a player that you know is in an area of need can lift your team and say – in the whole building, now you see everybody's all in. They haven't done that in a long time in Dallas. That when I got out of May, got a, a, a real game changer of a player. Are you trying to like trade Cooks. deadline? Or, yeah, or, trade yeah, like, deadline. Yeah, okay. And that's what he's talking about, at the trade deadline. Yeah, okay, we, we've seen enough now to know what you're missing. Let's go and try to fill a piece. Find, find, a, fill, find a hole and fill a hole. Get a piece that'll make a difference on our football team. You could have got anybody to help our run game this year. That, that's a hole that the Cowboys need. You can find anybody to help stop them. Just, just, just at least inquire about it. And, and, and he's right in that sense. Now, I, I like what Michael Parsons also said when he talked about he was embarrassed. He was embarrassed. Yep. He, he didn't want to be out. He didn't want to come out. He didn't want to be he around. He didn't want to go out in public. Yeah. seeing that. Yep. I, I like hearing that. I, I think we got one player, maybe two players like that on defense. Maybe Michael Parks, Trayvon Diggs, but I need all 11 of those jokers to be this way. I need every player to be embarrassed when you put that kind of thing on, uh, on, on display in this kind of situation. I honestly hate that we're talking about it. My scars and pain is still, you know, I'm, I'm still in the midst of them. It's so much gloom in Dallas I, right I now. I was looking forward to getting back here. Yeah. The gloom is just it's overtaking me in Dallas, so I'm still not over it. But I hope Michael Parsons understands this. And here's how this is going to come back at him that he probably is not thinking about. 
We were just up here talking about the kind of number Michael Parson will be looking at because Nick Bosa just signed for $34 million a year, $33.333, whatever, million dollars a year. Michael Parsons going to be looking to move past that number. And yeah. people are going to say, now, remember, you said all in. Yeah. Where is that home exactly. court discount? Yeah. Discount? I'm just saying. Please. I know you. I see how you look at it, Key. I know you ain't never believed in that like No, that. I'm going to give you the discount. I'll give you the discount on my second veteran re-up deal. Not well, on my first. Well, I'm just saying. No, you I'm get the second saying. discount on the you get the discount on the second re-up. I guarantee this comes back up again. No, it probably will. Because, probably he, right. because he mentioned all in and everybody's going to talk about going all in. Yeah. I hope Jerry does that though. And I do agree. I hope Jerry does. I if somebody's out there to go help that run game, well, you, you knew you needed some help in the run game last year. You could have made some kind of move, any kind of move, indication saying this is what we're going to try to go through. I hope he does it this offseason. I hope he goes looking to a Derrick Henry to say, come on, let's try to put some more fire or put another hammer back in this offense. I, go, I hope he goes and look at uh, uh, Mike Evans. Since I'm not moving offensively, I stayed packed with my offensive coaches then I'm going to get me an extra player that can do something no matter what the situation is. And Micah Evans has had success no matter what quarterback is with him. That's what all-in is for me. Mm. What is all-in, what Jerry was saying? Is all-in going to get other players or is all-in paying the players that you have? And that's the all-in he was talking about. Right? Is, that, uh, is, it, is it paying Dak Prescott? Yeah. Is it paying CeeDee Lamb? Lamb? Is it paying Micah Parsons and whoever else? might be up on smaller type deals. Is that what he means all in? Or does he mean what Michael is talking about, Skip, which is we had the opportunity before the trade deadline, at the trade deadline, and even after the trade deadline to find some acquisitions that's on the streets that could potentially come and help us out. Earlier in the year, we kept talking about they need another receiver other than CD, other than CD, others. They brought in Martavius Bryant. We was like, okay, that may, but he never played. Never played. Never played. Never played. Never we were talking about they need a big back, they need a big back or trade a guy. They never acquired, they never did any of that. Oh, they need maybe a safety. Ah, uh, they didn't need one because the Eagles got one. So we figured, okay, well, maybe they could find one. Oh, they need a linebacker, they need a linebacker. They kicked the doors open on the linebacker, but then he went to Philadelphia. Maybe that's what Michael Parsons is talking about. Mm. I'm okay with him saying that. There's no question about it. If he's there and he's looking and seeing there's certain things that's missing that could potentially help the team out, I'm okay with that. But now here comes the flip side, similar to what Michael is talking about. People are going to look at that big number. Not, not take a discount as far as a big number goes, because I don't want him taking a discount. I want him to get as much money as he can. Take a discount seven years from now. Not right now. Okay. Okay, because on your first deal at $17 million for four years, it's a lot of money. But that, for an athlete, isn't life-changing mm -mm. the way the second deal is. Right, no doubt. So when right. you get the second deal and the life-changing money, yep. now you could, you know, okay, I, I give you a hometown discount. Now, Key, that's you up here talking because you have been in it. But those out there looking and hearing it, they, they don't know I that. Well, that's why I said and, and what I said. For yeah, an athlete, yeah, it's not life-changing, okay? It's not. Right. Because there's be, taxes. If you really... Invested it. Well, I'm gonna give you the real, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm right. giving you the young, yeah. real it, 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 perspective it, it, 
Right. On that number, yeah. you got to cut it in half. You got to give your agent his yeah. money, your PR person. Right. Da, da, da. And so your when you family that has been waiting on yes. you to just mature like a stock. Yeah. And you got to give them yeah. theirs, too. And you would be and lucky, and, Skip. And you're going to splurge a little. You're going to buy yourself. Come on, man. Daddy. You right. Come on, man. I live in a two-bedroom apartment. I live in a two-bedroom apartment with six people and roaches. I'm not about to sit up here and act like $17 million is getting ready to change my life. I wonder there weren't any roaches out here in L.A. They always say, I don't know. Oh, nobody no, they, 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 no, they're around, trust me, roaches and rats. But anyway, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, Mike, what I want to get at. I'm thinking about my first date. I took my wife out on, we were in a Toyota Corolla. The, bot, the, the, the bottom of the car was out. Her shoe fell on the highway. What? I turned around and said, well, I'm going to go get that, baby. I just stick with me now. As soon as I get in the Her lead, shoe we ain't going to have the bottom of the car. We're talking about where we're coming from. Yeah, we just, yeah I didn't have, it was from? the bottom in the car. I had a car like that. I had a mat on mine. I had a mat, I had a mat over the top of mine. Me too. And she must have moved it and the shoe fell out. I said, oh, God. Because of the metal, obviously, it gets. It's all rusty. He rode it away. He rode it away. Okay. I sure did as a kid. And, and what happened when you got your first cowboy deal? Did you buy a car? Me and her a car. Uh-huh. Yes, I did. Okay. So, Me thank and you. Her a thank so you. to speak about so the absolutely. to speak about the money, okay, he'll get whatever, yeah, 37 million a year average, whatever that number is. People are gonna look at that though and say, well, wait a minute, man. That's funny. Your postseason success. You one and three, you got one sack in four postseason games. They gonna point to that. They ain't pointing to save, discount, help the Cowboys. Cause Jerry got more money than God. The Cowboys have been one of the best okay. teams at manipulating the they, salary cap. But Michael okay. Parson ain't gonna be talking today. He's going to be talking to Jerry. And I have been in those negotiations with Jerry. And Jerry, Nick Bosa's money at 3 to 34, I remember Jerry Rice was the highest paid. And I went and talked with Jerry the same thing. You know what Jerry said to me? He said one time, you know, Nick Bosa, or in this case, Jerry Rice, he has to pay state taxes. Mike, you're going to be the highest payer. In yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's fine. I that's said, Jerry, that sounds real good. Let's stop playing. He's going to try all of that. Oh, you can do He's that. He's not talking to people. But, but Michael Parsons is going to be talking with Jerry that, Jones. That's fine. That's all but, I'm saying. But, but Michael Parsons also got representatives that, yeah, that right. they want to get the most because they're going to get what Correct. they need to get off the top, and, too. And they want their brand. They want their. So when you look at it, they're going to be looking at the postseason success. Another thing that I did not like about what Micah is saying, you've been in the league three years. You have not seen everything. That's what he said. You, I've you seen have it not all? seen it all. No. You've only been in the league three years. When you get the six but, years, seven years, eight years, now you've seen it all. Uh, but, you've seen it all. Uh, three, three years, you ain't seen it all. Three years as a Dallas Cowboys, like six or seven anyway. See, else. And, and this I is, don't this is why. I don't concur. This is why I, 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 I attack <laughs> you, Michael, and I attack Skip. I because it goes back to the brand of the Dallas Cowboys yeah. and all the yeast that's put on top I of I it. I tell y'all It does not way. work like that. Micah has to just, look, man, he, he, he's got to figure out how to become a major difference maker despite double teams, despite chips, despite all of those sort of things. I agree. Because people, you're the guy. Mm. You are the guy of the team. When I think of the Dallas Cowboys and that defense, I think of number 11. I don't think about no damn digs. I think about number 11. I don't think about Lawrence. I think about number 11. You don't even think about Deron Bland. No, I do not. Setting the record for pick no, sixes. No, I do not. I think yep. about number 11. You do. When I watch the Dallas Cowboys I watch defense, 11. I'm looking I'm to see fixated. what. I'm, I'm getting focused. ready to see what 11 going to do. Where is 11? Is he going to split the double team? Yeah. Is he going to spin move? Is he going to close? 
Is he on the edge or lined up in the A? That's or the what BDF? I'm looking for. Okay. And right. that's the reality of it, Skip. So he's gotta he's gotta know these things he when does. he's talking like that. Okay. I've gone back and forth lately with Micah, and I from really? my heart, I I, I, I want to love Micah Parsons. I'm trying hard to love him because he is a gifted young man. Yes. And there are stretches over these three years when I have been literally in awe of how he can impact and terrorize an opponent because he can wreck a game. I've seen it with my own two eyes, but I haven't seen it consistently down the stretch of the last two seasons because he probably doesn't have quite his man body yet and he does get beaten up and worn down. He's still 245-ish pounds instead of 265. And for whatever reason, his sacks and his impact start to fall off down the stretch. So here's the problem. Against Green Bay, just statistically, he had his worst pass rushing game of his career. I'm just talking about raw numbers. And that's all I have to go on. My eye test told me he did get two early holding calls, and that's big credit to him because he was getting none, but he did force those things to happen. But obviously they were down 27 to nothing before halftime, and you and I are just, like, drowning in it, and, and we don't even like to talk about it because it, it was – I'm still not well. It, it, it was beyond incomprehensible that the Dallas Cowboys could lay that big of a playoff egg at home – with the two seed against the seven seed with potentially back-to-back playoff games, the second one against the Detroit Lions, who we, by hook or crook, had beaten before, and we surely could have beaten them again to get back to our first NFC Championship game in low these 28 years. And that happened. And after that game, Micah Parsons ducked. He did not speak to the media. You and I both talked about going into this season, this was a crucial coming out season where he would take the team over on and off the field, where he would become the leader of the team because he's the best player on the team. And he ducks the media after the game. And I did not love that. So he waits a week and then he speaks on his podcast, which obviously is unchallenged. So you're not talking to the reporter. So nobody can cross examine a quote like this where you say, uh, we, we got to get the players that were missing because we didn't do that this year. And we sit here and say, what exactly did you mean? Are you talking about the trade deadline or before the year? Well, here's the hypocritical 2020 hindsight of that. Going into that Green Bay game, you flipped around and you said, I I think they're going to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, they beat, I don't know what they, they did something. They they beat Washington. Yeah, they looked good or something and they got the two seed. But but you said, you know what, I'm going to flip my script and I'm going to go, I'm going to go, they're going to get to the Super Bowl. You picked them to go to the Super Bowl before the season. I picked before the season. We're hanging in there. We got our pom-poms out before that game. Did any of the three of us think this was a deeply flawed football team? Because I'll be the first to say I did not. I'm I'm talking about deep flawed. I, I didn't see deep flaws. I, I, mean, I thought they were pretty good, maybe very good. Yeah. If they could play up they to their flaws. potential. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they they had but you didn't they say had that. You, you no, said they, they're they, going they, to they, the they One of the flaws is they didn't have a big back, a powerful okay. back. All right. That right. Was but a but we had seen little bursts from Tony Pollard, who had a breakout year the year before, but he, he could not come back from what is a career-threatening Defensively, you kept surgery. Defensively, you kept trying to sell me on what's the, the nose tackle's name? Uh, is it Ma- Mossy? Mossy? Mossy Smith. Smith. You kept trying wow. to tell me he could plug the middle. First round pick. He could plug yeah. the middle. He could plug the middle. Out of Michigan. They yep. gashed yep. y'all they all did. year long in the run game. And, okay. and Aaron Jones did 
came back off an injury he did. and had a field day. Okay, all right, I got it. But, that, but you, you, now you're looking back because you got 20-20 hindsight. But going into that game, you picked Dallas to win that game. We I, all picked I Dallas. I absolutely right. picked okay, Dallas. All right, just for the record. So if you're the team leader, I need you to own the fact you did not play up to your potential in that game, and I don't need to hear this publicly. If you want to say it privately to Jerry or to Mike McCarthy, whoever you want to tell you, you know, inside, keep it to yourself. But I don't know what good it does to, to put that out in public, except it sounds like you're making an excuse. Like, well, I did my best, but we just weren't good enough because Jerry didn't plug the hole. You know, I don't, right? think, I don't, I don't think, think that he's saying that at all, Skip. Me I don't neither. think he's making that as an excuse. I don't think he's saying that. He's just saying that we need some help. Other teams went and got help. Right. You, you laugh at me about Chase Young and the San Francisco mm-hmm. 49ers because Washington said goodbye. Chase Young playing on Sunday in the Super Bowl. Well, he yeah. is. Okay. I, I don't know that he's had a whole lot to do with well, that. No, he's that, had, that, no, no, that, no, no, that, no, no. I, I, I was just talking he about He has Peter had a time. lot to do. I just talked He has had a lot to do. Maybe not statistically, but being there, attacking, holding guys up so that other guys can get free, okay. harassing the quarterback, being around, Why that goes okay a long way. But it's not okay for Michael. You see what I mean? You what you just mean it's said, not okay for Chase? You just said Michael has to do more than just being there holding people up. But Chase no, no, can no, no, just... No, 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 I did not say Michael needs to do said, more by holding people you up. You said he needs to do more than just hold people up. He needs to get through those double teams. Yes. He needs to make yes. the plays. Yes. But Chase Young... Oh, you, you know why? You know why? Chase Young doesn't have to make it. You know why? You know why? Because Chase Young is not the leader on that defense Nick Bosa is. Okay. okay, Michael Parsons is the leader on y'all defense. Yes. That's why he needs to yes. do more. Right. Chase Young is a piece. He's just a piece of garnish. And Mike it, Parsons is a baby. A baby piece. Mm-hmm. They're still learning. I mean, Michael, take out the cowboy glasses off. Out. He is, no, 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 take no, no, take no, them no. off, man. These are the reality glasses. If you was in that Michael locker Parsons room. Michael Parsons has been all pro all if three you, years. If you were in that locker so, room. So, so he's doing things. He's playing well. He's playing well. I never, I never what he's saying that. is, I, I, we do want, we need, we need help. When I talk to you about each game is about gathering information. Each oh week, God. you gather that information. You knew what you needed at the trade deadline and what was possibly going to be an issue. How many down years y'all going to keep gathering so information? So you try to feel that. And that's, all I'm doing is explain what Michael Parsons is saying. From the information we gather, we should make moves to go try to get players at the trade deadline and say, let's boost the areas that you need help from the information you gather from the games prior to. That's what he's saying. I don't think Michael Parson is saying, well, I'm not going to play well. Or, or, he, I, I, I don't you, think you, he's you saying see, that either. But though. I'm just saying, you just said Chase Young is okay. Chase, yeah, Chase Young don't Young, have to get the quarterback. Chase Young, is not, Chase Young is not measured at the same standards. It doesn't matter. His career is being revived right now. Michael Parsons is the face of the Dallas Cowboys defense. Michael, come and on he's now. He's pro all three years. I, I, you guys got come on now. Come on, come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He, you can't be better than all pro all I'm three not years. Talking do I want about, better? Do I want better uh, uh, playoff numbers? Do I want better playoff uh, uh, wins? Yes. But we're, we're, we're rolling down a wrong road here trying to kill Michael Parsons it's when not, he put us all not, pro all three years. It's not killing him. It's explaining, Skip, about the things that he needs to do. Michael, if you was in that damn locker room and he came out there in four postseason games and gave you one sack and eight tackles in four postseason games, mm-hmm. could you only imagine how disgusted you would be driving home on that highway 
in that convertible Mercedes. Okay, and let me tell you how that sounds. Oh, man. I remember them playing San Francisco, and San Fran only putting up 18, 19 points 19, in one day. Yeah. It does. So, 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 wait, 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 wait a minute. Ultimately, the bottom line is how many points did they put up, what the defense do. You want to focus on the sacks and all that stuff and the pressures and all that, you can do that. But the bottom line is 19 points in the NFL should be enough to win any game. And he held San Fran to that. So that's all I'm saying. Y'all got to give him credit for the reality I, of what I, happened. I'm going to leave it alone because I ain't going to never win this conversation with you when well, it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. It's a discussion, and, not a conversation, not, not an argument. It's just a discussion. I didn't say argument. I'm just saying it's just a discussion. I didn't say right? argument. So, Keyshawn, how much did Kevin Byard and Shaq Leonard help the Philadelphia Eagles defense? Not, 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 any, not, at all. All. not, they, not they were, any at all. The they defense, were even worse than we ended up being. They didn't help them at all. They went yeah. and got two guys that they felt could help the defense at the same time they replaced the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Okay, they thought that. It did not help them at all whatsoever. Yeah. But that's Philadelphia's defense. It's not Dallas's defense. If you bring them guys in on your defense, maybe it boosts your defense because they're in a different scheme and a different situation where they're not on two defensive coordinators in one year, Skip. Well, maybe. Maybe. Ooh, All right. So, so back to both of your points. At some point, Mike is going to have to put his money where his mouth is because Michael again, don't think so. Okay. Michael Irvin don't think All so. Right. Okay, but no, I think my, he my is point is, money where his mouth is the window was much more open this past mm -hmm. season because you had the CD and Mike on these contracts, and you still had Dak on his quote unquote right. old contract, and all of a sudden, Jerry Jones is facing three behemoths coming up. Because you got to figure yep. this out, and it's not going to be that easy. It's going to be much harder this offseason yep. to add pieces because you have to make sure about keeping the pieces in place. And they are huge pieces, even though they didn't give you anything in this postseason, right? And that's why the sale is not necessarily money, but opportunity. You know, you, you, you go to the Derrick Henrys or the Mike Evans, and I don't know that they're going to get top dollars, or you yeah. can, you, you, but you can sell opportunity on them, to them. They, they'll come in, and they can be a special part of a special team and help this team get over the hump. Okay. That's the opportunity they could enjoy. They can enjoy. <laughs> Keonke, how are you looking at it? Derrick Henry, can you imagine Derrick Henry coming to help the See, Cowboys? See, the, the reason I don't like him. Can you imagine Mike Evans? The reason I don't like him with this, he almost made me cuss, Skip. Why is making you curse? Because you're sitting up trying to sell the Dallas Cowboys and tell these dudes to take less money. Wait, 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 wait. The Cowboys ain't won a damn Super Bowl in 28 years, Michael. Right. This is not the New England Patriots right. where they can take right. pennies yeah, on the that. dollar. Will right. you stop? Why anybody say take pennies on the dollar? But okay, I call dollar. it pennies on the dollar. You call it top dollar. Don't I call it pennies dollar. on the dollar because what you're trying to say is join my franchise and my team with hope of getting no. to a Super Bowl. No. With a New England Patriots skip, they come to you and they say, hey, C12 over there, yeah, C55, yeah. 54, mm -hmm. and 24, mm -hmm. come join us. That's correct. Because we're going to go to the Super Bowl. That ain't the same. Well, it ain't the same. I, I, I hear you. No, okay. you hear me. I want you to I, listen. I so, Keyshawn, you're saying Micah shouldn't I'm take 90 cents on the dollar when he negotiates his next Man, he deal? should get every damn penny. It ain't about. It, it, every but, penny. But what I'm talking about is a veteran guy. Who's, who says, I don't want to go over here to this team for $25 million. I'll take $20 million and a chance to win a football win games with the Dallas Cowboys. I'll take $22 million. There's guys out there that would. But I'd rather go to, I'd rather, I, me no. personally, yeah. I'd rather go to San Francisco in the end. I'd rather go to, 
What? what? Those opportunities, man. I'd rather go to Cincinnati's in the end, Kansas City's in the end. Why, why would I want to go to the Cowboys yeah. and be because home? Because you talk about them every day on oh, TV. Michael, we ain't talking about that. Cincinnati all year. Nobody care about that. Them so dudes come don't on, care about man. that. They yes, to, they do. Right. You're trying I'm to win next. a championship. All of them on social media, I'm they out. obviously I'm care out. about that. I'm to win We've got to talk oh, about the Cowboy defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. Will he go to Washington as their new head coach? Or will he miss out on yet another big job opportunity over these last three years? And then there was one. Now only one NFL head coaching job remains open. Washington's. Yet never before in NFL history... Have there been so many proven big-name candidates still available, especially this deep into the hiring cycle? Bill Belichick, Mike Brable, Pete Carroll, and, of course, former Falcons head coach, current Cowboys defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. And don't forget, Eric Bieniemy is still sitting right under the commander's noses, and they have interviewed Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. So, Michael Irvin... What should the commanders do? And this is confusing to me because I thought the commanders letting Ron Rivera go would go, would go offense, you know. And I thought Ben Johnson would definitely be the first guy that they hired. Then I heard he's asking too much and, and all of those things. So now you start hearing about the Dan Quinns or the Aaron Glenns, uh, which I wouldn't hurt if Dan Quinn happened to take that opportunity. You wouldn't know. bother you? Very well, no. I would be hurt. Okay. All right. You know, uh-huh. Dan Quinn took that opportunity. I would be happy for him. He's done some good things for Dallas. I would appreciate him. Why would you tell him goodbye? The bus. Why would you say goodbye? Why? I'm going to run him right to the airport. Why? Because <laughs> he couldn't stop the run. <laughs> he couldn't so stop I'm the run. run him right to the airport. He, he just gave up 48 <laughs> in the playoff game. Run him right to the airport. I like Dan Quinn. I like Dan. <laughs> I like Dan. I really do. I like him as a person. But but I want I want him more on the football field. I want him more on the football field. Stop the run. Honestly, we haven't been able to stop the run in the last three years. Seems like about three. That years, is true. Right? So, yeah. and, and, and I've been on these shows talking about the Oprah Winfrey defense. You rush for three hundred. <laughs> you rush for three hundred. You 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 rush for three hundred yards. So 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 you know. But he's he's always created turnovers, and I think that's the most important part. Yeah. It's creating turnovers. He's always. Gotten to the quarterback. He, he's been good at creating sacks, getting to the quarterbacks. You look at the last couple of teams that got in the championship games, even the Super Bowl, that's one of the things that they've been great at. But stopping the run has to factor in there somewhere. And so if Dan Quinn gets that opportunity, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. Or Mike Vrabel. I'm, I, I'm shocked that Washington isn't talking to Mike Vrabel right now. I think Mike Vrabel is a, it's a great opportunity. You know what I did think about, even with Eric Bieniemy. Like, you're not, you're not hearing him getting any opportunities. He's right there in the building. I'm not hearing that they are talking with him. And, and Key and I, we talked about this. What's going on with Eric Bieniemy? I mean, I thought Washington would be looking for an offensive-minded head coach well, coming from a defensive-minded head coach. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little surprised they didn't get one because I don't know anyone that's left right now. What, what are they thinking is the question, right? And, you, and this is about Dan Quinn. You would think you would have thought that Seattle, you would have thought. You would have thought. And but by the way, our man, defense. our man Richard and Sherman endorsed Dan Quinn to 
replace Pete right. Carroll because yeah, he but, played for Dan Quinn. But maybe that regime and what Pete did, they said we want to move on from something that. We don't. We, we, yeah, we want just. We want to do something all right different. So maybe that doesn't work out. The Commanders, on the other hand, if I was them, I'd hire Aaron Glenn. And I'd but you see, know Aaron Glenn. But I know Aaron Glenn. Yeah. And I know he's got some of the Sean Payton, Parcells, mm. Belichick in him because he played and coached under all of them. Yeah. So he he has that. He you understands were his teammate, that. Jets. Jets and Cowboys. And Cowboys. And Cowboys. Right. On top of that, I believe that you – Keep Eric Bieniemy if you're not going to hire him as a head coach. You retain mm-hmm. him as the offensive coordinator, right. and maybe you look to get a quarterback if you're not sold on Sam Howell and some other pieces around him. That's what I would do if I was in charge of the Commanders at this point in time. Dan Quinn's a, a, an interesting hire. He would be an interesting hire because Michael wants to run him off. <laughs> Michael and Skip, you guys want him gone. <laughs> you're funny. What, how am I funny? You just said you want to put him on the bus. I'm on saying, the I, I, said I would, I would, I would help him get where he's going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to the said. airport. Okay, you, you, you want to do that, Skip? You want him to, to leave, but that's going to weaken, in my eyes, your defense. Because if he leaves, Al Harris is going to leave, because he's going to make Al Harris his I mean, defensive unless coordinator. Unless Al Harris becomes, yeah. unless Al Harris, but 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 I can yeah. manipulate it in many a different way to get you to come with me. I brought you here to coach with me. I could do it a lot of different ways, make you assistant head coach, defensive coordinator, all of those sort of things. Yeah. You're hoping, though, you can replace a Dan Quinn. That's the problem with y'all. Y'all seem to don't understand or realize you got a good thing. Yeah, the run game may have not been a stout stuffed run mm-hmm. game, but you mentioned him in the middle. You needed a linebacker. Yes, the, the, yeah. What? You. What do you mean what? We got a good thing. You, you, you're so confused. So your defensive coordinator, so him. your defensive coordinator is just trash, is I, what you're telling me. You got one of the better defensive minds in all of the National Football League, but you want him gone. But at the beginning of the season, and when you beat Philadelphia and all of those things, he was at the top of the heat. Oh, he can move Michael Parsons around. He could do all this. Oh, Bland is getting interceptions, six touchdowns. Look what the scheme he's putting them in. But now all of a sudden he can't coach. But that's on y'all. I don't care. Keep him or don't keep him. Because y'all going to be the ones in misery when he's gone. Y'all don't want to admit Not me. Mm. I'm going to sit up here and laugh. But I would hire Aaron Glenn, Skip. Nobody said he couldn't coach. Nobody said he couldn't coach. I'm just saying we hadn't been able to stop the run in three years, Skip. And you see, Skip, it's not just you can't stop the run. These are gaping holes Mack trucks can drive through. Receivers are running wide open. They can catch with their eyes closed. They're so wide open. Now the receivers can catch with their eyes open. But Gilmore, Gilmore, y'all acquired breeding, man. That was going to change life. Diggs was there. He was changing life. Bland was there. He was changing life. They, Diggs is off the field now. We open. We're talking scheme. We're not talking talent. That's not talent. That's scheme. When you see players running wide open like that, that's not talent. That's I'm scheme. done. I'm done. Y'all go ahead and deal with the Cowboys. We're talking the scheme. I'll yeah. deal with the Cowboys. I'll take some more pictures of you next year. All right, Keyshawn, yeah. here's my point about Dan Quinn. So I look at his three years as the coordinator in Dallas, and they have been in points allowed seventh, fifth, and fifth. That's pretty good. That's pretty yep. great. They led the league in takeaways the first two years, but then it fell way off this year, and they fell clear down to 12th. But that included five pick sixes by Deron Bland, an NFL record. And so you even throw in the five, and they fell to 12th. They just weren't taking the ball away. 
When I watch a defense give up 41 and a team give up 48 because Dak threw a pick six in a playoff game at home with the two seed, this is just me. It's unacceptable to the point I'm going to clean house. And you say, oh, you better be careful what you wish for. I'm, I'm just going to do it. That's just me. But I don't want to get started on McCarthy and Dak. And, but, but here's one where I'm with Michael on this. If he did get this head coaching job in Washington, I would not fear him. I'm not saying I would run him to the airport. I just wouldn't fear him as the head coach because he had that blip in Atlanta. If you look at what happened in Atlanta, they went eight and eight the first year, and then they went 11 and five as Matt Ryan won the NFL MVP. And Mike and, and Kyle Shanahan was over there. He was OCN. over there. He the was other OCN. head coach that's been in and that championship we, game and Super Bowl. As we all know, they were up 28 to three in the middle of the third quarter of a Super Bowl against Brady and Belichick, and you know what the rest of that story was. They lost in overtime. And after that, it started to teeter the next year. They, they still had a 10 and 6 year, but then he went 7 and 9, 7 and 9 to Dan Quinn in Atlanta, and then 0 and 5 to start the next, the third season after the, that, and got fired, got replaced at midseason. If you hit right. it long enough, you don't get fired. No. Okay. So if you coordinate the same defense long enough, Maybe at some point you just need a new voice. Maybe it is Al Harris who takes over okay. because Al Harris has worked minor miracles with the secondary, and you are a fan, and I'm I am sold. I, yeah, I, Whatever it takes, don't lose Al you, Harris. You cannot lose Al Harris. I will not lose Al Harris. Okay, now back to the commanders. Bill Belichick is still sitting right there, and you guys believe he's the GOAT coach. I had some issues with, with how much credit Brady got in New England. I did not like the last four years without Brady in New England, in which they got to one playoff game and got blown out 47-17 to 17 at Buffalo. But he's still sitting there, and obviously he is an all-time great coach. Whether he's the greatest or not, he's up in the top two or three, and he's sitting right there, and you have a Josh Harris who just bought the commanders, and he, Josh Harris, I know Josh, he's big time, and he wants to go big. He, he, he wants to shoot the moon. He wants to turn that sleeping giant of a franchise back into a giant. And uh, he's another one of those guys in business. You don't bet against him. He's had the Sixers on the verge, but they have not been able to get over the verge. He owns the Sixers also. So, But my point is, Bill is sitting there, and Mike Vrabel is sitting right there. And I don't care what you say about Mike Vrabel. Maybe he's difficult to get along with because he's his own man. Mm -hmm. And he rubbed all the people upstairs, including the, the owner, the wrong way in Tennessee until they finally said more trouble than worth because they weren't very good this year, and they fired him. But you want to talk about a proven commodity, he, I don't care what you say. He can flat-out coach. And he can coach the defensive side of the ball, and they are going to compete with you every single game. So I'm saying those two guys are sitting right there. Mm -hmm. I, I don't disagree with your Aaron Glenn because he's really good at right. what he does, and, and he deserves a shot. Mm -hmm. But Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, heck, for what that's worth, Pete Carroll is, a, if I can say it, a young 72. He still has a lot of youthful energy in him. He's really, really good at what he does. You don't think he could walk in the door and make the commanders better than they've been? I, I think I think all of them could walk in and possibly make them better. Yeah. But you got to look at the trend of the National Football That's League. That's what's happening. In the yeah. hiring mm -hmm. cycle. Right. Yeah. Okay? They're young. They're going younger. Yeah. They're hiring 30-plus-year-olds. I mean, we're olds. about to talk about Mike McDonald. He's 36. He's yes. half of That's pizza. What, That's what they're half. doing. I mean, if, right. you, if you look at just take a look at Antonio Pierce, Gerard Mayo. Right. Raheem's 47 years old. Yeah. I mean, they're all... 
These these young that's coaches, that's what they want to do. Defensive okay. coaches. You know, they, 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 because for whatever reason, the owners are seeing other teams have success with young yep. first-time head coaches, mm -hmm. whether it's a Nick Sirianni, whatever, yep. whatever this means to them, opposed to an old guard who does things a little bit different, who people feel like can't get the response of the players. Or maybe Bill Belichick is not interested in coaching in Washington for whatever reasons. We don't know. I'm not ready to say that nobody wants to ever hire Bill. Maybe those that have spots that will yeah. be available next year yeah. is an opportunity for him to yeah, sit they, they, and they, recharge his battery. Okay, but they're sitting there with the second pick in the draft. I, okay. I get right, and it, that's but, the kicker right here, Skip, yeah, and that's but, what I was saying. But that second pick about. in the draft, that second pick in the draft might not mature for five years. Okay? Does he have five? Do they have five more years? Do they have five years? They don't do that anymore. That's what I'm saying. And here's what we're talking about. Right now, whoever you bring in, best to have some kind of understanding of developing a quarterback. I'm expecting them to get a quarterback with that second I pick. Say. So even if I go in, and, and, and I've always said, and I always worry about a defensive coach with a young guy, unless you have a special relationship like the Miko Ryan had with, 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 with Stroud, you yeah. know what I mean, where you can say, hey, young man, this is going to be your team because the defensive coach really just want that young quarterback, he skipped. Don't make no mistakes. Mm. Let me win this game with my defense. And that stunts the growth instead of expressing and helping, helping him grow. So that's going to be crucial for Washington. Whoever you get, make sure they understand you're getting, getting a quarterback. But, but I, mean, I also he has understand what you're saying along. about Vrabel and, and Pete and Belichick and them being out there. But these other guys that have these but opportunities – you might, you might want to think long okay. and hard about Which one of those guys develop a quarterback? As great as all of those coaches are, neither develop a quarterback. No. Neither They're one of them develop. And, and, you know, you, and you give Bill Belichick credit for I would say, Tom Brady. Here, here's what I would say. Asserting Tom Brady. He developed but, but, but here's what I, I was about to say. Yeah. Here's what I was about to say. All three of them, within their systems in their own right, have developed quarterbacks. And here's mm. what I mean by that. Ryan Tannehill was getting ready to start working with me and you, Michael. Okay, Vrabel took him off to, and got him he did. going for about four years Mike. and did okay with him. They did okay. It did okay. Yeah. Then Pete gave a bag to, uh, I don't even think of his name. The Green Bay. The Green uh, Bay quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Gave him a bag, looked at him at training camp and said, nah, I'm going him. with this dude. Right. And then right. – Belichick made a crucial decision after giving Drew Bledsoe $100 million to be able to say, I'm going with that guy. So they all kind of touched quarterbacks well, in different ways. They spotted one. They spotted one. They yeah. spotted one and said, hmm, that's mm. something special. Hmm, that's right. something special. Hmm, yeah. that's something. But right. they didn't develop. So, Michael, sum this they spotted up. Spotted them and played them. Yeah. Man, stop using semantics, man. It's the same who, thing. Who could Washington hire that would scare you as a Cowboy believer? I, if they would have been able to hire that offensive coach, Ben Johnson. Okay. I don't. I didn't want that, and I don't want them getting Bill Belichick. Okay. Well, that's what I thought you'd say is Bill Belichick. I don't want you yeah. getting Bill Belichick. And so that's why I'm a help Dan Quinn. Keyshawn, you know why everybody's going younger? Because they want to contain their own control at the top. That's that, what they is. want. A, a young coach and, 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 who will and, be beholden yep. and say, "I'll just coach. I don't want any and, input into what you're doing upstairs." Right. And we got to understand well, here, the control factor. I told you, co head coaches, about coaching. It's about control. They all want control, yeah. and that's a fight upstairs. Fight. I sat there and I watched it. We could have won four or five in a row, but have. I said, "What are we fighting for? We that just back to back." 
these people upstairs. It, it, well, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say the people upstairs it in Washington crazy. is feeling that way because when I know that that Rick Spielman and Josh Harris, along with uh, Bob, uh, Myers. Bob Myers yep. and all of them, are d- doing this with a magic. certain way. Mm-hmm. With, with Magic Johnson. With Magic. With magic. All true. champions in their well, own there's right. There's a lot of brain power uh, up there. Understanding what it is to hire a head coach, whether it's in basketball or football, they've yeah. done it multiple times. So I'm okay with the process and the way that they're handling it. Mm. I'm fine with it. Mm. Well, if Dan Quinn needs a ride to the airport, I... Man, y'all crazy as hell. I go to my loads. Right. One-way ticket, right. huh? Right now. Mm. Right. 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 Boy, I love Dan. I love him. Now you I love him. him. I love him. I just want to give him a ride. He's going somewhere. I'm with you. They got I'll Uber ride now, shotgun. man. You don't have to give him no ride. <laughs> okay, up next. Damian Lillard returns to Portland last night. But did he deserve that much love from that those Trailblazers? Nice. That was nice. Okay, enough of us for the moment. Now it's your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Rio Suave. Kijan and Michael arguing about the Cowboys reminds me of Bert and Ernie. (laughs) Even Skip had to referee the quote unquote discussion. It wasn't, it wasn't a, an argument at all. I was trying to educate Michael on a team that he won three Super Bowls oh, with. But he was gathering information on you. Yeah, he's right, gathering right. information. He's he been Every gathering information say, 28 years, I man. I don't know why that gathering information gets me. Because you've been gathering it for 28 years. Well, we do know. All right. <laughs> Tweet two. I can't wait until Dallas runs Micah straight into the Eagles' arms. It's all coming together. So what does that mean? He's going to Philly? No, he ain't going yeah. to Philly. He, he was raised in Harrisburg, which is Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. And yeah, went to yeah. Penn State. That's right. So he's a Pennsylvania cool. born and raised. Uh, dudes like yep. that don't get out the building. Yeah, all right. And finally, this is from, love this handle, Skip Bay Less. This is Playmaker trying to stop the car on a date with his girl back in the day. Fred fin- Fred Flintstone. Dude, for real. Right? Hey. Yeah. I had a hole too, though. I sure did. Did you ever have to put your feet on the ground? Nah, and like, nah, I just had, car going? I had the mat right there yeah. to cover it up. Oh, that's so funny to think of. A hand me down car. Oh, my God. All right, back that to car business. was everything, too, though. That was the first car. Damian Lillard of the Milwaukee Bucks, that sounds weird to say, returned to Portland last night, where he, of course, played for 11 years for the Trailblazers. Bucks lost 119 to 116. The Doc Rivers coach Bucks, and they lost to the Blazers, who came into the game 14 and 33, second worst record in the West. After the game, Dame had this to say: "I think that's what it comes down to. You just feel the appreciation and the love, um, you know. And I just kind of stood in it. It was like, man, this is uh, this is a big deal, you know." Um, you know, just to take that moment and to to have everybody in the building just show me that type of love. It's an um, acknowledgement of a lot of things, you know, during my time here. So I appreciated it. So Dane speaking about how much love he felt, yeah. how he stood and basked in the middle of it. So what did you make of the way Dame was welcome back? It was big time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you have been such a, a, a great, right pillar of a community and, and, and all of those sort of things, they understand why you had to exit. It, it's not, 
I want out of here because I hate the franchise. The coaches are bad. The front office, it's not that. It's I've been here long enough, yeah. and I've tried my damnness. I'm getting older, and we want to get younger, and that's not going to help me win a championship. So him leaving, they understood that. And, and I look at it and say they did the right thing, gave him the, the video tribute, although I don't know why they do it when guys return back opposed to when they are getting ready to retire and it's their last game yeah. in the stadium type mm-hmm. deal. I would expect for him to do it then opposed to, you know, because he's got to see the dude at least another, what, seven, eight times, you know, because he's not going anywhere anytime soon, although he, yeah. do, he does believe at some point in time he will retire a Portland Trailblazer, right. which most likely right. could potentially happen. But, I, I, look, everything other than his off-night shooting, I enjoyed it. I watched every every bit of it. I mean, he didn't shoot the ball well, but he, he did some stuff where he was like, dang. He did do some no, stuff. No, he did some stuff yeah, where he was, he was like, dang. He was 3 of 13 from 3. Yeah, okay. 3 of 13. Yeah, then bombs just wasn't. He, no. He had, a, he had a nice little logo shot one time. He did. Um, made some nice passes. Made some yeah, nice passes, but it yep. just didn't. But a good thing out of all this that came, he got to take his kids and, and deal with his kids at school. Yeah. That was the beauty of it. His kids, sure. you know, he had to be able to go to the school and wait in the line. Because they're still living. Because they're still living in the Portland area. Yeah. So that was the beauty of it. Okay. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I, I like what I saw. But I think you got to go back to how Dane has handled all of this. He clearly, clearly, from the day he got there, said he wanted to win a championship with Portland. He did everything he could. He would not leave. Many opportunities have come about, and he said, no, 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 no. He gave them everything. He gave them everything to the point where they started saying, okay, Dane, we release you to go hunt for a ring since we're not doing it here. And what you saw was them saying, we appreciate your commitment to us over the years. You never talked about leaving. You never use that to hold the club hostage, and if you don't do this, I'm out of here. He never did any of that. So that was apropos when he returns. You, we know you gave us all you had, and we gave what we had, and it wasn't enough to get you where you needed to be. So they really show love for Dame. I thought that was nice, something we don't see in sports. Key, they, they'll do another tribute of Dame like they wait or somebody announced that this is his last yeah, year yeah. as they go through it. Yeah. But right there, that was an opportunity for Portland to say, man, we appreciate you doing it, the class way in which you have done it and always being about us. He even said later on, you know, kind of pulling on the LeBron thing, let me go win a ring over here. I can come back and help. Maybe I can bring some people back over here and still win a ring for you. So yeah. it's just great love all the way around. We don't see enough of it in sport. All right. I appreciate it. Okay, so I appreciate what both of you just said. From the heart, all of it resonates with me. I got you. But they did say last night that there was a smattering of booze when he was first introduced. And if I had been a Trailblazer fan, I would not have booed, but I'm not sure I would have cheered because I'm not sure exactly what Dame did for me. Even though what he did do in the biggest picture was he was, as they say, loyal to the soil. He stayed for 11 years. And I think he loved it there. I know his family loves it there. And it's a great, I love Portland. It's a good place to live. And he was a big fish in a small pond because he 
He got a lot of national TV commercials. He's got a bunch going on right now, even in Portland. He, he was not restricted or lost in Portland. He became a big star in Portland. And he had LaMarcus Aldridge for a while, and he had CJ, and they just couldn't get over any humps. Because if you look Hard, at it. man, Golden yeah, State's well, sitting right there. Right. I got you. Speaking of Golden State. So, so if you look at Dame's legacy, 11 years worth in Portland, he went in the postseason 22 and 39. He went four and eight in postseason series. He got to one conference finals, speaking of, Golden Golden State, State, and KD was hurt. Remember, he tried to come back for the finals against Toronto and tore his Achilles, but he had the calf injury, so he missed the conference finals. So it's basically Dame and CJ against Steph and Clay in the backcourts. And there were four close games. It's kind of like the Lakers-Denver series. Four close games, but they, they ended up getting swept because they were right there, except for in the first, they got blown out in the first game. But in game, if you start in game two, they were tied going to the fourth. Game three, they were down three. And game four, they were up eight going to the fourth quarter. And Dame was, he was just bad in the fourth. He had rocky fourth quarters in that series because he went a combined eight of 26. That's 31% from the floor, five of 17 from three, which is 29%. So he came up small. CJ also came up just as small. And they got swept when there was no KD. So they had, that was your, your moment in the sun. That was your one big opportunity to try to get past Golden State with no KD. So in in Dame's postseason career, he has the lowest winning percentage of any active player. And you can say, well, he just didn't have enough help, but it's 361. That's his winning percentage in the postseason. So my point to you is Portland was very good to him, and they were great to him last night because they appreciated just kind of the way he carried himself yep. when Absolutely. he was a trailblazer, right? To. Yeah. But but he he left no legacy. He 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 did nothing for them in the postseason, and they have known postseason success. You know, but they, they haven't known postseason success since, uh, since Bill uh, Walton. Well, I know. Well, that's well now true. that was okay. like a hundred years yeah. ago. But Skip. they they got to the finals against Detroit that year against the the bad boys, right? But, who, but how who, do you who, say who Dame left team? no legacy, well, though, no, Skip? What do you mean he left no legacy? Yeah. Dame is the greatest yeah. player in Portland Trailblazers. Well, I, I think Bill Walton would be that. Well, guy. okay, yeah, but, but, but Carver yeah. people don't yeah. know yeah. yeah, 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 that. Like, Dame. You said against the Cal- bad boys. Cal- Cal- Clyde Drexler Cal- was there. For, remember yeah. it. Oh, yeah, Drexler was a bad boy. Drexler was a bad boy. If I slam a jam, I remember all that. But but how can you say Dame left no history? Okay, well, no I, I'm just saying that he, he got them, not, he didn't even get them to a finals, right? Okay. But that doesn't mean he didn't leave a legacy within the city and the, okay. and the franchise, though, Skip. Yeah. Okay, but, but I'm just saying, I'm a demanding fan, so I would say, okay, you got me what? Where, where did we go? Yeah, but, but, if, but if it goes a, back to you running in to the Golden State Warriors literally every single year. If you're not no, running into the Lakers, or yeah. you're, not, you're running into right. teams okay. that got better players than just you, CJ, and then uh, Aldrich. You, mm-hmm. You're running into okay. better players. All right, but but he didn't say, I want to stay and, and stay the course here and figure this thing out. He said, I, I'm out of here. No, I, he no, stayed he 11 stay. years. He tried to stay. He okay. tried to stay. How many guys Boy, leave? How tried. many guys... How many guys in their first four year stay, they get their extensions mm-hmm. a year or two later, they like, man, you got to trade me. You gotta, I got to yeah. get up out of here. He stayed 11 and, seasons. And I think that's what they appreciated. All the right. Dame never pressed, that, and he never pressed and, and never said, well, if you guys don't get me the help, I'm leaving. And then he just showed up and played. And I at think some, they at some point, for that. Skip, you're getting older. 
time is mm-hmm. a ticking. Yep. Like Jerry Jones, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's ticking. Mm-hmm. I got to get out of here. I got to win. No. I'm not going to sit here and rot because, you know, it's. No, it's I'm, I'm with you. No, That's what win. KD did it in Oklahoma City. A, he just a, finally said, I can't win with Russell a, Westbrook. A, I'm out. As a professional. After 10 years. As a professional player, mm-hmm. football player, the one thing that scared me to death. Not that I wasn't going to be good. Not that I wasn't going to make any money. No it's ring. A, no ring. Because no. I want to be able to talk to him. I don't know. But he might say, I got three. I got one. No, I'm good. Because if you had not gone to Tampa, you'd yeah. have a harder time sitting oh, in that chair. Man, right hard to talk, listening yeah. to him every day. But I can speak to watching the other team and the confetti fall. But I'm sitting there laughing at them and holding up the trophy and the baby and my son and my... I can speak to that. Mm-hmm. Every professional athlete that's worth a, a grain of salt, mm-hmm. they want that experience. Right. And, and, and then he wasn't getting it. He wasn't right. getting it in Portland. He just wants it. But but he, but he still tried to stay, and yes. even to the end. And that's what you gotta love. To the end, he he always tried to. I wanted to bring it here. They basically said, "Dame is just we 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 releasing you." We're letting you go and try. And, 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 and I got to appreciate both sides for how they handle and, it. And think about and it. I got to love on Dame because in basketball is key. And Skip, you have the power. If Dame wanted to, he could have oh, put them called some noise. Down. And he got a powerful agent right, in Aaron right, Goodwin. Right. That, that, they that have the some power. Things. And you know, Skip, about cities because you have been in all the cities mm-hmm. and everything. Portland is a nice city. Beautiful. I like Portland. Love it rains it. a lot. I like it. No, but it's beautiful. But I'm from the West Coast, so mm-hmm. I understand that whole you do. Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get other athletes to say in free agency, despite being tame, right. literally right. anybody You're else. Right. right. I want to go live in Portland when I can come to L.A. I can go to Miami. I can go to New York. I can go to Boston. I can go to bigger cities in basketball. I can go to Golden State, which is in San Francisco. It's just I can go to the Clippers in L.A. It's just hard. It's hard to to entice somebody right. to want to go to Portland. Mm-hmm. It's just hard. And that's why they look at Drew Holiday. He got traded there, and they was like, Drew, like, hey, y'all, can, y'all can get me up out of here. I ain't staying here. No, it's I think that was, the wheels were already in motion. No, I understand yeah. that. But he could have said, I want to stay. He said, No, I'm going to win me a championship Boston in Boston. Or- exactly. Yeah. Well, how many times can Portland just keep starting over until their fans say, "Okay, we we just seen enough"? Because they just start over again. Well, I mean, that, that happens. That's right. small yeah, market teams all start over. OKC started over. Yeah. I don't think they're going yeah. anywhere. OKC oh, started okay. over. OKC okay. is going somewhere. You know, yeah. trust me. But I'm saying those fans are going to show Memphis up. Memphis started they're over. Going to show up. Well, well, that's true. Well, all right. Congratulations, Dame. <laughs> Welcome back. All right. So the Seahawks have hired. Wait a second. Mike McDonald? Ooh. Seriously? Next. Is that how you spell McDonald? Yep. As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to recognize Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ashe was a trailblazer and an icon. Ashe was the first black player to be selected to the United States Davis Cup team and the only black man to win the singles title at Wimbledon, the U.S. Open, and the Australian Open. In 1975, Ashe beat Jimmy Connors in the Wimbledon finals, becoming the first black male player to win Wimbledon. That same year and more first, he became the first black man to be ranked number one in the world. And in 1985, he became the first black man inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame. 
He was a black star in the white-dominated sport of tennis, but he made it his legacy to expand the game within the community. Arthur Ashe's legacy off the court is as influential. After announcing his HIV status in 1992, he became an advocate for AIDS education. He founded the Arthur Ashe Foundation for the Defeat of AIDS and the Arthur Ashe Institute for Urban Health. In his own words, true heroism is remarkably sober, very undramatic. It is not the urge to surpass all others at whatever cost, but the urge to serve others at whatever cost. Okay, so the Seahawks fire 72-year-old Pete Carroll, and they hire 36-year-old Mike McDonald, Ravens defensive coordinator, and they go from the NFL's oldest coach to now the youngest coach. So gut feeling, Michael, how will this work out? Now, and I do think teams like to try to win Super Bowls like they had them before. You know, we, when we watch out here the Rams, they had a greatest show on turf, and then they came back with this iteration of a great offense and went to a Super Bowl. We're still looking for triplets in Dallas. And the way Seattle won their Super Bowl was, boy, that Legion of Boom defense. You know what I mean? So we're still trying to go back. Let's build that great defense and, and, and see if we can capture those glory days again. And, and Coach McDonald did a pretty good job, great job, actually, to that last game in, in with, the Ra- with the Ravens. I mean, all year creating what he calls simulated pressure, where he's rushing four people but make you believe that he's rushing more than four and you're getting rid of the ball. He did a great job. He did a great job. And I suspect he'll do a pretty good job in Seattle on defense. Now, I'm still going to wonder because in this game, it's what are you doing at the quarterback position? You know, you got Geno there, and Geno just signed his deal, so he has another two years on his deal. But what's going on after Geno? And I thought they were going to. Whenever I see a team that's looking for a quarterback, I'm always thinking that has to be their first priority. I know Geno's there, but you're going to be looking for a quarterback by the end of this contract for Geno if you don't get any farther than you've been getting. So so this is going to be an interesting hire because I want to see what he does with that offensive side of the football. Mm. But I like what he did in, in, in Baltimore until that last game when he let the only thing in the world that could beat him, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, go 11 for 11 in that game, and we never made any adjustments, or he never made any adjustments to do something about that. But... It's a great hire for Seattle if he can do. Well, they did the play well in the second. They played kind of well in the second half. No, they, they did. They, they shut well. him down in yeah. the second half. Mm-hmm. They shut him down, but he needed to shut down eleven. I mean, shut down uh, uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Should I be skeptical here? Thirty-six years old. You're different at thirty-six years old as a defensive coordinator yeah. than you are a fifty-year-old head coach who's got some scars and some battles and some of those sort of things. I've seen it on both sides. I've seen a young head coach and, and Sean McVay understand that I need to hire an old gray wizard in mm-hmm. Wade Phillips, yep. and I just need to concentrate on the offensive side of the ball and manage the team. And one of the first things I told Sean, and Sean will tell you, I told him, I said, here, man, I've been knowing Sean since Sean was with us at the Tampa days when mm-hmm. he was just trying to understand how to be around a football team. Mm-hmm. I told Sean, I said, whatever you do, be yourself. Don't try to duplicate John Gruden. Yep. I want you to be you. 
because the players are going to see through you. They're going to see right through you with the phoniness. And I tell all young head coaches the same thing. And the reason I'm a little skeptical of this is because Brandon Staley was the first time defensive coordinator that had a pretty good defense in Los Angeles with the Rams who got him hired with the Chargers. Things just went different because when you're a coordinator versus a head coach, there you go. you're managing everything, yeah. even if you are calling the defense still. Mm -hmm. You right. still got to figure out what you want to call on offense because they got to check with you. Mm -hmm. Unless you're just going to get called blanche to them and say, hey, man, you, just, yeah. you do whatever you want to do. You still got to call timeouts. You still got a challenge flag. It's a lot you got to deal with. Personal players with personal issues. You got to have this is in college football and the media, but, but you gotta still got to have a conversation with them. Yeah, you still have to have a conversation with players, the media, all of those sort of things. So I'm still a little reserved in, on the on the surface. It looks like a tremendous hire based on what the Ravens were able to do on defense. Yeah. But the Ravens have been able to do that on defense no matter it's a, it's who's a calling it. It's you go, all, you go all the way back to Marvin Lewis. And to Rex. And then yeah. Rex. Yeah. And you just keep just going. Keep, you just keep going. Yeah. Every coordinator. Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale. You just keep going. Yep. They're yep. all able to do but, it. So this is a different challenge now. And that's the thing that has me with a little bit of pause. Yeah. Because now you got to understand there are no... Roquan Smith's over there for you anymore. Nope. I mean, Bobby Wagner's still great, but Bobby Wagner getting up there at age. Mm -hmm. So it's just a little bit different. I think it's I think it's a good hire. I'm just a little bit at pause with it. Okay. Because I don't know what type of head coach he could mm -hmm. potentially be. All right. I have no idea what to make of it because it's a complete X factor hire to me. Look back at Mike McDonald's history. Yeah. His resume. He went to Georgia, but not to play football. He didn't play football. Grad, grad assistant. He was just, a, but but he just went to school yeah. and he helped coach a high school team while he was a student at Georgia, yeah. majoring in finance. And then he got his master's at Georgia as a graduate assistant in sports management. So he's a smart young man. Give him that. And then he hooked on with John Harbaugh as just. A glorified gopher. He's quality control. You know, he's doing 20, the 20, 20, 20 yeah, he's a yeah. get back coach. Yeah. Right. Get back coach. He's a get, get back coach. Okay, he's one of those. And that was in right. 2014. Right. That wasn't long ago. Okay, and slowly but surely he moved up the ladder, DBs and linebackers, and then all of a sudden he he inherits this legacy. And I'm not saying he's not really good at what he did last year. They were really good. They were the best defense in pro football the whole year. So yeah. I, I give him high yeah. marks for that. But I've said this for years and years. In the sport that you play, the National Football League, the coaching feeder system is incredibly flawed because there's no minor league. At least you, in the NBA, you got the G League, used to be the yeah. CBA, the Continental Basketball Association, where Phil Jackson can go win a championship in the CBA, and then you say, he looks like he's ready to be the Bulls coach, yeah. right? Because you saw he could actually run a whole organization right. as the right. head coach. Even he, without Michael Jordan. Yeah, even without Michael Jordan. But in this case... Mike McDonald has no idea what he's about to get into because he's never remotely done what is about to be asked of him because, as you know all too well, just to coordinate one side of the ball and to meet with one side of the ball and have no other responsibilities has virtually nothing to do with being a head coach in the National Football League. At all. It just doesn't have anything. But so you have no head coaching experience. At least Jimmy Johnson had proven, as right. you know all too well, 
At the college level, he won a national championship. He had been the head coach at Oklahoma State. He had been a head You could see, oh, he's doing He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Again, Matt Rule would, would be the opposite of that because you think, well, he won at Baylor, but, but he was not head coaching material at the next, at the highest level. So now he's back at Nebraska where he belongs. Okay, <laughs> right? And so it, it can work both ways. But listen, the NFL highway is littered with the bones of coordinators who were not qualified mm-hmm. to be head coaches, but because of the success of the football team, like, like Jimmy's, all the assistants, they all got jobs because that's what happens. Uh, Arthur have- Smith. Check yeah. Arthur Smith okay. from Arthur Atlanta. Smith. Okay. Yeah, but these, right. guys, these, these guys totally understand what you guys are talking about. You know, as a coordinator, I like to say your focus is on the 180. Yeah. You're just worried about your side. Your side. As a head coach, your focus has to be on the whole, the whole 360. Thing. And sometimes Everything. It, it dilutes your Everything. ability right. to coach right. the side of the ball that you're best at. Right. It can. Right. It can. Right. And, and, and that's the important part right here. Now, how do you, what he was talking about, how do you manage having uh, a balanced team where defense, you're doing something that yeah. works with the offense. Yeah. Offense, you're doing what works with the defense, complementary football. And how do you get all of that on the same page? I got to imagine that these guys have trained themselves as they got ready. You know, Mike McDonald has he's come through the ranks and coaches have helped him by putting that each level so he can coach. That's yeah. one thing I think is a good thing. So because when you coach all these different levels, you understand all the different positions. And, and, and I know he has to be ready. It's just those little well, things, might, Keith. It's the little things like time management. Should I call yeah. the timeout? Yeah. Do I throw that red yeah. flag? Don't, you got to have somebody in his ear upstairs to help him with that, that mm-hmm. has done that. You got to have, least, right, you gotta have right. the right staff. But part right. of, part of, you have part somebody of help him. having the right staff, and, and I only know this because I've been, I played and I've been around coaches for umpteen years at different stops and I deal with coaches literally every single day just for a number of different reasons. When you talk about young head coaches and you look at the resumes of young head coaches and I'll point to Mike McDaniel at Miami. He got a real resume because he started in Denver with the Shanahan's and all he did was bounce around to different organizations with the Shanahan's. You you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so now... He was ready because he'd have been around it enough. He's only been with the Ravens, okay? And so when you talk about having control of a position, the first time he had control of a position was 2017 as a defensive back coach. Mm. Other than that, he was getting me some coffee here and there. Get that off the fax machine. Why why don't you find out if if Doris is booking our travel? That's what he was doing until 2017, essentially. So it's a short window right there where he had a unit that he was in control of. Okay. Has now, he ever given a speech to a team before a, a, a game or during halftime? I'm sure well, I'm as sure a defensive he, coordinator he, he probably has. I don't think he's spoken to the whole football team. I'll bet he's never had. He probably, he probably has maybe. Yeah, I'm sure he probably has. Usually, usually a coach like that, a defensive coordinator, will talk to the whole team at halftime because the unit is doing one thing and they should be doing another and he gets everybody up and the head coach will allow right. him to do right, such. right. My biggest thing for him is hiring the right staff because when you haven't, you don't have a Rolodex of coaches that you've been with, yeah. it's hard to find somebody who's not trying to undermine you to get a job True. as a head coach. Yep. I, I'm just telling you what I know and what I've heard. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Okay. But I think he'll, I think he'll be okay. 
the one thing you can so do young, though, when man. you interview a 36-year-old, you can look in his eyes and do you see and feel a natural-born leader of men? Because that's the essence right. of that, that job is right. to lead right. other humans into battle. Right, right. And you, you guys knew Jimmy Johnson was just natural born. Bill Parcells, natural born leader. You could just, right, you, you just walk into the, the room. The psychology, you know understood the psychology of people and of players and yeah. everything. Maybe they, he can give they, them they a few that. Phil Jackson yeah. books or something. Right, but mm-hmm. let, me, let me say this too, because when guys start, and I heard somebody talking about it, I don't know, one of Bill Belichick's pupils, talking about how Bill, he started as his quality control guy. Yeah. And Bill used to make him draw up every defense. Yes. And then every offense and, and that, that, that they were preparing to play. And he learned so much about football <laughs> yeah. in this time. So we, we, we laugh and mess with No, I'm brother. laughing. I know. Well, I'm saying, <laughs> we, all, we call him the get back coach. Coach, because all he does really when they're quality coach is get back, get back on the sideline, get back. That's all. But these guys do so much studying in the game because they have that piece where they got to draw all these plays that they really do learn a lot of the game. And if they have that ability to lead, yep. they learn fast because they're smart people. And you see them draw, raising, no, up I, the I, I, I raising up that cloud. I laugh because you bring me back. You mentioned Belichick. So obviously he was right. my defensive coordinator. And I was on our minute defense when I played with the Jets. And literally, I would watch... So a minute defense. Come on, man. Right. Ain't nothing but throwing a pass here there. And, man, I watch so much tape and I have to study so many different formations. Right. I'm like, man, they gonna go to trips and one dude over here. Why you got me looking at stuff today? But that's you're talking about a hail mary kind yes. of defense? right? Yeah, yeah minute broke defense. It down all but he was literally. See, that's what I'm talking. Literally. Breaking me down about, and having me sit and watch an hour and a half to two hours of film on stuff that was. Five years ago from this offensive coordinator yeah. that was with another team, but okay. this is what he might do. That's a t- I used to be t- like, come t- on, man. Yep. <laughs> You're killing me right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get ready for the club, man. Oh, man I'm looking at you, Tap Milton. I don't want Tap Milton. Why, 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 you, why you running that mouth then when I talk about that's what we need in Dallas? You know, you know, don't need, you know, you know, you know, you see, we see, not that's talking, talking about Dallas But I'm right just saying, now. it comes out of your spews, out of your mouth. It ain't we ain't talking about. This. You don't think McCarthy does that? No. Not when I saw a third and three and the cornerback was 15 yards off the tight end. No. no. See, that's what I was talking about. No. I'm just saying. That's all. But we, we, I digress. By the way, we're <laughs> dealing in my pain. I everybody. do got a pick in the league. One last, positive, <laughs> one last positive on Mike McDonald. I read several quotes from veteran Raven leaders yeah. who stood for him. Okay. They, they right. did. And so that so that's a so highly of He's a leader of men. Yeah. yeah. Right. Aaron Donald spoke highly and of defense. You need that more than anything. His daily too. Right. How did that, how about did that work out? He's <laughs> only there for one year. You know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, that's what the, that's what happens more often than not. Okay. Up next, Michael Irvin is about to react to Jerry Jones's hanging around the rim quote. That's what he's saying. He's going to spend more money. He's all in with Mike McCarthy. That extension coming. I know what he's saying. Mm. Jerry Jones, as usual, said some things the other day at the Senior Bowl that came off as a little wacky, maybe even a little kooky. But for me, this one took the cake, maybe even the burn cake. He was explaining why he never had any doubt he was keeping Mike McCarthy, and this is what Jerry said. I thought we made a pretty good move four years ago when we hired Mike McCarthy. And he's had some great uh, in-season success. 
Now, he's come up short three times, three times and advanced us in the playoff, okay? But I like the fact that he's hanging around the rim, and I like what the team has done to, find, uh, to hang around the rim. So I think uh, of what the answer that I would have is that I'm aware that we're hanging around the rim. Uh, we're not getting the ball in, but we're hanging around the rim. Uh, let's don't uh, uh, discount hanging around the rim. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> Michael, we reacted to this quote from Jerry yesterday, but you weren't with us. So help us out. What, what do you make well, of it? Well, the hanging around the rim says, <laughs> let's, let's make sure that first we're in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. He's saying, right, 12 wins get you in the playoffs. You're hanging around the rim. You're rolling around, around, around. You didn't go in yet. Yeah. But, but you're hanging. You're around the rim. I concur because if you start, listen, listen, one, listen let me finish. <laughs> let me finish, yeah, but you be looking with that old funny look. You just be looking. And, and, and what I'm saying is, we, we, when we lost that game, we were, even I was saying, let's get rid of everybody. And you start getting rid of Dak Prescott, all that. And now you're starting at the beginning again. Or starting certainly nowhere near hanging around the rim and getting into the playoffs and seeing what's happening. So I understand that. I, I, I want to be around the rim. I don't want to go back to these seven, eight, six-win seasons and, and, and waiting to come out of that and grow a team. We have a team. We're right here. All I'm saying is let's make sure they're hanging around the rim, that ball rolling, rolling, rolling. When we see the first half of the season and we take in that information and we see what we need, let's make a move to try to get the ball in the basket right there. Just try to go get the player that help you get the ball in the basket right then, right there. That's all I'm saying. I like Jerry. I want to be in the mix every year. I want to be in the mix. But right now, Jerry is selling. He's selling. He's saying a lot out there right now because he knows it's hard to convince these guys to get back on board like we were last year going into this season when you put that kind of performance on that stage and that moment. I said this when we came here after they lost that game. It's going to be hard to get people back on board with that same place, that same um, coaching staff intact. And, and, and that's what he's talking about. Yeah, we're around the rim. Now, Jerry, it's up to you to do something to get us get the ball in the rim when that time comes in, in, in trade deadline time. And that, that, that's what I think is the key point to all of this. Well, maybe it's not trade deadline. Maybe it's just the offseason. Maybe it's signing everybody their extensions and yeah. getting everybody going again. Yeah, but let me just say this, Keith. You've done that the last couple of years, and it didn't work. So that means you stayed tight. You stayed in, you stayed in pack right here. I'm going to stay stand pat, and it didn't work. Let's try something else. Let me. Let's not so do the, what has happened the last three so years and didn't work. What's the something else? I'm, I'm saying to you, well, well, maybe let, you can identify in the off season. Right. What you, you don't have to wait to the trade deadline. Well, you can right, just right. identify in the off season, get it, right. and then if you go into the season, the trade deadline, there's some trade stuff coming up because you still haven't addressed those issues right. at that point in time. Maybe you then. Look at the trade right. at, in the season trades and see what it is. Yeah, and they did that. They did that. They went and got uh, Brandon Cooks, Brandon all of that stuff. Gilmore. I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying Gilmore. Yeah. But, but that, and that's important, and he did the right thing. But we saw need. 
when the trade deadline was here. And that's why they made it. So let's try to fill some of those needs that we saw over the first few weeks of the season. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, in the offseason, that's what you do. You go sign some people in the offseason, go into the season, and if you need to address, don't do the right. same things you did in 2023, you address it. Mm. And, and maybe they will, or otherwise you will be still rotating around the rim and hanging around the rim and not putting it in the hoop and all those I'm other missing things. This key. I'm missing, wait, are we missing something? I, we understand the offseason. They've tried the offseason. But what they haven't done was anything past the offseason. And we're saying, don't give me that same stuff. I want you to do what you've done in the offseason, okay. but I want you to be willing to say, okay, just because we thought we were standing, we were great in the offseason, but we've got to gather, gather enough information to know we need some help. Let's go fill those holes instead of saying okay. we're going so, to ride so with he the horse go fill, we rode in. He's going to go That's fill the holes, and if, uh, if it doesn't go into the hoop, then we got to look to do something else. I personally think when you look at Mike McCarthy and Jerry's looking at the situation, look, man. Skip thinks Jim Harbaugh would be better, or would have been better. We don't know that because this man has won a Super Bowl. He has. I don't care if it was 14 years ago, Skip. I don't care. You tell me. You tell me all the time what Roger Starback did. Mm -hmm. I don't care. That was umpteen years ago. Mm. He did win a Super Bowl. So, and he has won 12 games three straight years in a row. Yeah. He has done those things. There's not a lot of people. <sighs> There's only one other coach that has done that, and that's Andy Reid with mm. Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Okay, so. And look where they are. Well, okay. Look that's where fine. they've been. That, that, that's fine that mm. they, they've every gone to the Super Bowl. Every year. But every, you can't get Andy Reid. But you can't get Andy Reid. Okay, I, I understand. You okay, can't. allow me to say this again for Michael Benefit. Look, too. look. I love Jerry. I spent so much time. You love Jerry. You love Jerry. You know him well. In all my hours, hundreds of hours I spent around Jerry as I wrote three books about the Dallas Cowboys, I never once heard him refer to the sport of basketball. Not one time. Mm -hmm. And I'm not aware of Jerry ever going to a basketball game in his life, going to a Mavericks game or, or an Arkansas college basketball game. I, I don't know. So why would he reach for that analogy we're hanging around the rim, but the ball hasn't gone in. Well, if you're hanging around the rim, you're like point blank. You're, you're right there. You can't even dunk it. You, you can't make a layup because Green Bay should have been a layup. Detroit at home should have been a layup or a dunk where you wind up at San Francisco in the NFC championship game. And I'll, obviously, we're down 27 to nothing late in the first half. And I don't want to revisit this again and relive the pain of it, but but I am wounded beyond wounded, where at some point, after you've watched the same thing happen three straight playoffs, you say enough is enough, because at some point, you have to say, what are your standards? And you say, you don't know Roger Staubach, but I do. And you say, what about Troy Aikman? I, I do know Troy Aikman, because I covered those teams, and he caught a whole bunch of footballs from right. him in these things called Super Bowls. And they should have won five in a row at, at the minimum. And we, that's a whole other story for another day. But my point is, I lived through that. So what are your standards? Because that was going on 29 years ago. 29 years ago. We're, we're getting up toward 30 years of what I would call Dallas Cowboy mediocrity, because by their standards, by by the pre remember first 30 Super Bowls ever played 16 of those times we were in the NFC championship game 16 out of 30 okay that's all time great and then look what happened 
Look what happened. We can't even sniff an NFC championship game. We, we can't even get near it. We, we can't even get within shouting distance of an NFC championship game. And something is wrong where just because you're hanging around the rim, I, I don't need 12 and fives. They're fine for anybody else. But this is a different fran- This is the most valuable franchise in the whole world. Think about that. All those soccer teams in Europe, there's nothing more valuable what is, what, than this what franchise. That ha- what does that have to do? It, it has to do with your standards. What, what, what do you expect? What's your mission right. statement? What, what do you want? Everybody hangs okay. around the rim until hanging they don't the anymore, rim. man. Hanging you you got to eventually put it in. Okay. Look what, that's just what it is. Look what the Shanahan's did in San Francisco. They had Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, and he's pretty good because he's had some postseason success. Jimmy G got them to up 20 to 10 against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl with seven minutes left in the game. That's pretty great. And then he fell apart, and so did they. And Patrick scored 21 points in the last seven minutes to win that game 31 to 20. And you know what they did? They just said that's enough. They, he he so, got us. So, so this is a right. Dak conversation. Okay. No, but I'm just saying this is what they – this is a plunge. This is an organization that said that is not good enough. Jimmy G is not up to our standards. We have to go spend three you know, first-round picks and a third-round pick to move up in the draft – to get because Trey when Lance, you look right? At, when you're and, and, looking at yeah. Josh Allen and, and you're looking Curry. at Patrick Mahomes, yeah. and you're looking at that style of quarterback that has some ability to move around and do some things, you are on the other side of that. So you say we need to get that type of guy to be able to move forward in the next mm-hmm. 10 years. That's not the case with y'all quarterback, man. Yeah, that, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't hold your quarterback bags if he wanted to. That's not true. Oh, man, stop, Not, man. not in the postseason. Stop, I, I watched stop. Jimmy. I, wait, they he took was, the ball out of his hands against stop. Minnesota yeah, and I, Green Bay. Yeah, they, I, t- they said, I, you do throw no more. You run the ball. I, I you better not throw it. They took it out of his hands right. for them to get to that Super Bowl. Well, all of that now, let's be good. Let's be real. Because you're both kind of making the same point here. I've seen. Well, He's saying you have less of a quarterback. I'm saying, yeah, but you had Cal Shanahan. That's how you took less of a quarterback and still got to the Super Bowl. You're saying you're, Jimmy Garoppolo can't hold Dax. And I'm sure I will say, I don't know if Mike McCarthy can hold yeah. my Cal Shanahan's bag. So you're you saying the same thing. That's how I'm saying y'all are saying the same mm. thing, just a different way. One thing you said, Skip, you said Green Bay should have been a layup. I disagree with that statement. You said Detroit should have been a layup. I disagree with that statement because Green Bay was leading San Fran and could have won that game. Detroit was leading San Fran and could have won that game. Should have won. And, so, and should have won. So they should not have been layups for Dallas. I don't want Dallas to have layups, and that's Dallas's problem. They think some damn bodies is a layup. There's nobody in the NFL is a layup, and there's such a little thing as a layup in the playoffs so you don't show up because you think it's a layup and then you get laid out laid down and laid out and that's laid exactly out. what happened so so no don't ever think i, I want to see a team not expecting a layup but expecting a fight that's how sam fran got here Expand friend went in those games expecting a fight so when they got down at green bay they kept fighting because they know we came in expecting to fight. When they got down in Detroit, they kept fighting because, no, we expected to fight. Mm. This team didn't do that. So they're expecting those layups, and nobody is a layup. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Get that out your head, team. Right. Okay, this is my point. The team I watched this year 
was good enough that when playing a playoff game at home against right. the youngest team in the National I'm Football League, if you come out prepared to play, if you come out like you should right. come out of the locker room, you can beat that team at home. I'm just, they're too, this team is too talented not to do that, but you have to be ready. You can't let Jordan Love complete a whatever, third and 15 pass right. on the first series and go right down the field and score because you look up and you, you, you got obliterated because you let them get off hot. Well, you ain't going to have to worry about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. The roof is open. <laughs> he has answered y'all prayers between wow. you okay. and Michael. Okay. That, that's what I was pointing right. to, Skip. He's okay. answered your prayers. Oh, you talked right up on it. I love this. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Y'all oh, talked right up on it. We do have some breaking news. <laughs> Guess who is the new commander's coach? Oh, great. Yes. Guess who Michael great. might be taking to the airport here? Taking Mike. Michael's over there Ubering. Is Washington's new coach. We react next because Michael and I are the Congratulations, coach. Congratulations, yeah. coach. Remember bye. me saying hi or bye? Bye. Just like that. Get on out of here. <laughs> oh, God. And we have breaking news. According to multiple reports, Dan Quinn has been hired by the Washington Commanders. Michael Irvin, your reaction? Well, uh, it's so funny because we were just messing around and joking about <laughs> it, but I was jokingly serious. I appreciate Jokingly serious. I was jokingly yeah, serious. Yeah. I, I appreciate the service and what Dan <laughs> has given us and what he's brought to the Dallas Cowboys, but I also had concerns over the years about the run defense, and, mm. and I want to congratulate him on, on, on getting another head coaching job and in, 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 with the Washington Commanders and having this new opportunity. Um, my feelings about it is, it, it, again, again, I watched the last three years a defense that, not, that wasn't able to stop the run in 2021 under Dan. Quinn, that defense, run defense was ranked 16. In 2022, that run defense matched the year. It was ranked 22nd. In, in, in 2023, they went back to ranking 16. Take that to Washington. Take that to Washington. I'm, I'm okay with that. You take it to Washington, and we couldn't run, and maybe we can run next year in Washington. But, you know, I, I, I'm just saying. I, I, I'm okay with Dan Quinn. I hope him the best. I wish for him the best. And I wish we can go find somebody that can figure out a way to stop the run or at least figure out a way that the holes don't be so big that Mack trucks can ride through them and drive right around them and make sure that we don't have anybody running wide open like we had in the playoffs like I didn't see other teams have. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy for him, and congratulations, man. Best of luck. Thank you for what you've done here with Dallas, and, 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 and best of luck in Washington. And are you saying you will not be afraid of him coaching the Washington Commanders? Oh, no. Oh, not, no. I'm, not, I'm not worried about Dan coaching the Washington Commanders. I hope we have a great, great career. Just don't beat the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and, and here, if, the Dallas, if everybody can run on your defense and Dallas Cowboys couldn't run, that, that why, and, and couldn't run on anybody else, but they'll be able to run on your defense, I'm okay with them yeah. hiring Dan Quinn. All right. Everybody run on Dan's, off, on, on Dan's defense. So we're okay with that, kid. Mm. You, you know, like you, that hire? You know, he was a pretty good head coach for his first, what, four years in Atlanta? Yeah. Three. Three? Yeah. Okay. So this is his first year. Yeah. So his first three, you could potentially have some issues with him his first three Mm. years. 
Because then he went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, but, but, he, but then but it started to fade. I don't care who he had. Who does he have now? I don't know. Office. Hopefully he keeps Eric Bannon, but so, I don't so, know. So if you want to get, that's what I'm saying. This one's what, 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 We want to give Dan Quinn all the credit for giving Atlanta to the Super Bowl. That was Kyle Shanahan. He's the head coach. You can't take the credit that. away from the head coach, man. But I can't, But he can't take Kyle Shanahan to Washington. I understand. So that. if he could take Cal Shanahan and watch it, I'm shaking in my boots. Uh, all, 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 all but he can't, so you, I'm okay. All I'm saying to you is he's been successful yes. as a coach in the National Football League, both as an assistant and as a head coach. He's been successful. Yeah. I understand you want to pound your chest and I, say you're not I, worried about that. I'm not saying he wasn't successful. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't necessarily be worried either if I feel a certain way about the Cowboys the same way you do. But at the same time, he is a coach that has done this before. Now, it's about the players that you're going to assemble and put build around. It's about your coaching staff. Can he get the players? We certainly know the front office is going to do everything within their power to build a, a juggernaut in Washington. We yep. already know that mm -hmm. because we know the owners and we know some of the personnel people that's there. Here's what I would say. Sometimes... Your run defense struggle at the same time as your offense struggle. Offense helps the defense out sometimes. You know, that they, they rest them up, do certain things. When you got Kellen Moore throwing the ball all over the right. lot and you're right. going three and out or six and out and the defense is right back on the field, you're going to get run, you know, the guys are going to get run on. That's just the reality of it. I don't think it's scheme because his scheme has shown that he has the ability, that scheme has the ability to be good in the National Football League. It, it's certainly not the scheme. They won Super Bowls in Seattle and gone to Super Bowls in Atlanta. You're telling me he, as the Atlanta head coach, he decided he's going to run a whole other scheme than, than he ran in Seattle? Because you wasn't complaining about that when y'all got rid of Mike Nolan and brought in Dan Quinn to be your defensive coordinator. Y'all was jumping up and down with pom-poms. Mm. Well, he was better than Mike Nolan. Mm. He was better, and he communicated better. Remember, he came in and talked with the players. The players were upset because they had no communication with Coach Nolan. And, and Dan came in and put rap music on and talked to him in their language and all of that kind of stuff, and everything worked out great. Mm. And it is. He's done a pretty good job. But what I'm saying is reality, too. We haven't been able to stop the run in the last few years. Maybe and, you and, ain't got the defensive people up front but it's when I said that a around. moment ago, when I said that a moment ago, we only have Mike Parsons, you said, no, 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 you wouldn't take that. But now you're telling me you'll take that. No, no, I didn't say, I said maybe, Michael. That's mm -hmm. what I said. Maybe mm -hmm. you just don't have the, the, the front that you thought you had. Right. Maybe that's the case. Maybe the front in Washington in this particular scheme is better than the front in Dallas in this scheme. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm with that. I'm with that. It may be real. You want me to send Lyft or and you want me to send Uber? Uh, you can send my personal assistant. Uh-huh. He at the house. I can tell him to leave mm -hmm. and go right now. Yeah. There you go. I'll skip y'all, Fuddy. So Dak to follow him. Y'all want Dak to go too, Skip? No. No, no we won't oh, hang yeah, around Now y'all want to keep him. Okay. We won't hang me around the rim. Dak keeps us hanging around, hang the, rim. around the rim. Until the basket goes in. You got to hang around the rim. Right now, I fear in Washington Josh Harris because he's a much smarter and better owner than the previous owner was in Washington. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's not hard to be, yeah, but he just is. Yeah. 
I don't fear Dan Quinn, and I am amused by the fact that both Philly and Washington have now made recent hires that are Dallas-driven hires because those two franchises, trust me on this, they live to beat the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys. Right. By the way, true. we are the defending champions in the yeah. division. We did win the division by hook or crook. We maybe backed into it because Philly fell on its face. But we did win it, and they live to beat us twice a year because they have Dallas weeks twice a year. We don't have Philly weeks or Washington weeks because we just play the games like they're just another game to us. But they went and got our former offensive coordinator in Philadelphia, Kellen Moore, and I respect him. And they just went now in Washington and got our former defensive coordinator to be their head coach. And I respect Dan Quinn's charisma because he has a natural-born sort of flavor to him. He's easy to be around. He's inspirational. He pulls his cap on backwards, and he's fiery, and and he's a good motivational speaker as opposed to our current head coach. So I'm going to give him all of the above. But when I look at his track record, he inherited the Legion of Boom for two years in Seattle as their coordinator in 13 and 14. And that vaulted him all the way to Atlanta to be the head coach. And you ask he, and he goes eight and eight in his first year. He had Matt Ryan, who was playing at a very high level, because in the second year, Matt Ryan won the MVP with Kyle calling the plays. And they go all the way to a Super Bowl. They're up 28 to three, middle of the third quarter. And you know the rest of the story. And it's Kyle's fault, and it's Dan Quinn's fault, and they just... It was the all-time Super Bowl collapse as Tom Brady threw for 246 yards right. in the fourth quarter and overtime to pull it out. And, and I'm going to tell you guys, yep. I don't put that on Dan. Mm. I don't put that on Dan. I put that on Kyle. Yeah. I put that on Kyle because I thought Kyle was trying to get Matt Ryan the MVP when he should have been handing that ball off. They would have won that game. You see what I mean? So I get because they were, they were, they were up. But he, had, but he had Kyle Shanahan. Yes. So That's I, what you. Yes, I'm telling you, Kyle got him there, him. Yeah. and I'm blaming yeah. Kyle for that loss. I'm not even putting it on Dan. I'm not putting it on. Good. Mm. So, so, that, so, so, but, but here's my only concern with it, and I mean to cut the skip. Mm. I remember Norv took that Washington job. He did. North Turner. North Turner mm-hmm. took that Washington job as our offensive coordinator. And, and, and there were conversations when my deal came up about me going over to Washington. And I, that opportunity was going to be there. I did not even look at it. I'm a little worried that Michael Parson may look at that opportunity down the line mm. when it comes. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Dan right. Quinn is still in Washington. But different, different now, rules, now, right? now, Jerry will have to do and will do what he needs to do to keep him intact with all the tags and everything. Mm. But still, but rules. still, but still, they will have, an, you, you know, and, and, and oh, for sure. trust me, they're going to come after him. Well, not mm. only Michael Parsons, anybody that, that is, has the ability to leave and you've coached them for three years, that coach is going to bring people that know their systems and, and can teach it and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be yeah. shocked if there was a number of Dallas Cowboy defensive players that would go over to Washington. Right. I wouldn't but, be but, but, but there's two things when I say the Michael Parsons things. It's not just, okay, you get players. You're doing two things. You're raising yours and crippling theirs. Yeah. Yes, when absolutely. You take Michael Parsons. You want to take somebody else? You want to take You take them. But you take Michael Parsons now. That, that's something different. Yeah, but you that's, know, just, the so, that's just so with, hard. And I was this close because of my relationship with Norm Turner. Mm. I was that close. So so I, I do worry about so that. So who's the next D.C.? Al Harris. Has mm. to be. 
Mm, that would be interesting mm-hmm. to see if someone would, if he would go that route right now. But I think I'm, I'll say this, Jerry. You got to do everything you can to keep Al Harris in house. I wonder. I and wonder. Trayvon Diggs coming back next year. You got to do everything you can. I wonder if he would look at Mike Zimmer as the DC. Mm. What are Mike's ties to Dion? As he. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't know that he's. I don't know that he's calling yeah. the defense. Prime yeah. said to us yeah, the other right, day he's right, hiring a defensive coordinator. Yeah. So I don't know. And Zim is his dude. Mm-hmm. And Zim is Prime's dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, but Zim, his dude, dude. Yeah, but but he, 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 dude, I'm sure Zim wants to coach again. Right, he would bless right, it. Right, right, right. He like would. go oh, yeah, to Dallas. Time, yeah, of course. Time will love it. Time yeah. will love it. But I'm just. But I'm just. I'm just yeah. thinking, defensive coordinators. Y'all have to replace now Dan Quinn. And I know we all want Al to get the job, but they, you know how that could be. You know how yeah. coach. You know how owners and. People and Mike McCarthy ain't no talent. They, 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 they think he can Ron do it Rivera. or not. They mm-hmm. talked about Ron Rivera back and forth over in Dallas, and maybe if Dan Quinn went over, they would do a, oh, okay. a flop and a swap. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't mind as long as Al Harris is coaching the Dallas Cowboys somehow, some way. Yeah. I, I can work with a defense mm. coordinator, but I need to keep Al. All right, so it did fall apart for Dan Quinn in Atlanta because after those first three years, then they go 7-9, 7-9, seven and, nine, seven and nine, he starts out 0-5 oh and, right. and gets yeah. fired. Right. Matt Ryan is fading yeah. and, and winding Kyle down, Shanahan and left. Kyle Shanahan is gone. Right. So all Kyle of a sudden, Shanahan you can see what, why that, yeah, right. that started to happen. Right. But I will give the commanders this. They hired somebody who is a made man in that, he coached a team to the Super Bowl. You got to give him that. Yeah, that's what and, I said. Okay, so I, I give him that because he's not Dave Canales in the Carolina or Brian Callahan in Tennessee yeah. or Mike McDonald yeah. in Seattle. He's not one of those. He's not completely unproven. He is proven to some degree, and yet I don't think Michael or I are all that intimidated by this hire. Don't I'm be. For him. I'm don't be. For him. No, don't I'm be intimidated. For him. I'm yeah. happy for him. He's a good man. Don't be intimidated. Don't, don't, He's don't a good be man. intimidated. And a good coach. And a good coach. So I'm happy for him. Take him to the airport. <laughs> okay. Up next, Kevin Durant said he did not want a video tribute as he returned to Brooklyn, hey, and they funny. gave him one anyway. Was that right or wrong? Hey, this is funny right here. This right here was funny. Once again, your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Fernando. This is about Dan Quinn. Terrible hire, says Fernando. You know, Dan Quinn trended all day and all night yesterday because it was a lot of Washington fans saying, please don't, please don't. Oh, really? All they remember is the playoffs, man, mm-hmm. the last couple games. And listening to Michael every time about the run defense, that's all they well, know. Well, well, they just know that the final score yeah. of the Green Bay game was 48-32. to 32. He gave up 41 of those 48 mm-hmm. points okay, in a playoff game. It yeah. happens. All right. Next, from mm-hmm. pure ignorance, Cowboys need to trade 11 from heaven to Washington for their number two overall pick right now. He loves Dangerous Dan so much. Have at it. Dallas, you want number 11 or Marvin Harrison Jr.? Easy choice. You saw Marvin Harrison live up close and personal. They would die. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. They got a receiver. Okay. Well, they got a big-time receiver. Well, I, I, I'd take Caleb Williams right now. If you'd give me Caleb Williams. 
Ooh. Skip, stop, man. Come Why? on. Cleveland's ain't no damn Dak Prescott, man. Oh, you crazy. Are you kidding me? Man, I'll, he's man, supposed I'll, to be man. your guy. Oh, Just because he went to USC doesn't mean that he's Dak Prescott. I'll, I'll take Caleb right jump now. Jump on the table. I'll start over with oh, you. Oh, God. Right here, right now. This dude, was, a, this dude was within an inch of becoming the MVP. <laughs> stop. Oh, start. And finally, from Jared. <laughs> Dak, Micah, and CD after every failed season. Won't you please, please help me? That's my all-time favorite group, the Beatles from Help, the song oh, and the movies. The monkeys for a minute. I didn't. Not the monkeys. Come on. It's the same thing. Get Bad with haircuts, it. black suits with no. ties. Extremely different. Man, that's the same thing. Extremely <laughs> different. All, both of them had cartoons. What's the difference? Mm, kind of they did. They're the same thing, man. Monkeys had a great Monkeys, show. the Beatles, same thing to be. All right. Let's get to the NBA for just a moment. Kevin Durant said before his return to Brooklyn last night that he absolutely did not want a video tribute. But that did not stop the Nets from giving him one as he was introduced. So, Keyshawn, how would you have felt if you'd been in KD's shoes last night? Well, it felt like, though, we talked about this a couple days ago yeah. or whatever, that he had some inkling that this was getting ready to happen. He did. I probably would have just told my manager, my agent, make sure they don't do this. Right. Just because it's not like <laughs> you talk about Dame hadn't done anything for the franchise yeah. when they gave him his trip in video. Right. Kevin Durant has acknowledged he didn't want it because he realizes I didn't do anything. I came here, I played a total of about 40 games between me, James. It might have been less than that. No, between I mean, the, the, me. Right. When they played together? Yeah, me, James. They only played 16 together. Okay, 16. Right. So, so now the Phoenix threesome has played more games yeah, together. Yeah, so you talk there. about yeah. that threesome yeah. with Harden and, yeah. and Kyrie. Yeah. I'm with KD. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, it, I don't know if it. I don't know if they were trying to embarrass him. By doing yeah, it, but he went out there and embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Man, they, I don't know if you watched I all did. of it. I watched it all. I did. Man, he was uh, efficient, and he looked different for some reason. Yeah. I'm like, well, no wonder this dude. No wonder this dude is ridiculous. He's got so 33 long, easy, 33 easy yeah. efficient. Yeah. I mean, he was knocking it down, yeah. catch and shoot, putting the ball on the floor. Also dunking. led them with eight assists. Unbelievable. Ooh. He was like, yeah, he was a different KD last oh. night. Yeah, but he averages 29 points. In the first game against teams that <laughs> teams he, he played for, that like he played Oklahoma for. City. Yeah. yeah, basically 30. Yeah. I'm a roundup guy. Because yeah. he, he knows how to put it on those old teams. Mm -hmm. But listen, let me tell you why he didn't want that tribute. Because it reminds him of the epic failure. Epic. Epic failure. Yes. That that stay in Brooklyn was. You, we talked about this for two years while him and Kyrie snuck around in their meetings. And are they going? Are they coming to Brooklyn? Where are they going? And then they, they go to Brooklyn. Two different kind of people trying to show the world we don't listen to any of you. We come together and we're going to win. And they come together and they do it nowhere near mm. what they expected to do. They mm. bring James Harden in yep. and it's nowhere near what you expect it to be. Mm. And sports holds true to this one thing. It's a team sport. It's a team sport. No matter what you do, how great your talent is, it's a team sport. You had all of that great talent, and, and, and you guys did nothing. Now, Kevin Durant gave them a hell of a, hell of a game. When you talk about 
that Eastern Conference semifinal game, they lost it's to the no Bucks. That yeah. toe game, mm -hmm. that toe game, he toe put up 40, 48 points. They toe on the line. If they just be back yeah. just a little bit, they win that game. It was a masterpiece. That would yeah. now as epic as that failure was for yeah. him. That was as epic again. He was exhausted this game, yeah. and he didn't quit. And he kept playing. Remember, everybody else had gotten hurt. He was out there by himself yep. and almost willed that team mm -hmm. to that victory. Yep. And, and, but, but outside of that, outside of that, I'm with Kevin Durant. If y'all want to talk about that game and what I did in that game, we could do it. But to give me a tribute about this whole thing that, that was horrific and an epic failure, I wouldn't want that. This became the biggest disappointment in NBA history that you put those three together and it completely collapsed yep. where it went nowhere where Kevin in his three seasons in Brooklyn went seven and nine in the postseason one and two in the series and remember the final series against Boston a young Boston team coached by Ime they just tore what was left of Brooklyn all apart and Kevin was awful because Kevin looked like he did not want to be there anymore he he was embarrassed yeah, to be that. on the floor and remember, Boston got physical with him for the first time in his career and just knocked him off the ball. And he shot 33% from three. And they, they had epic fails in all four games. Yeah, he couldn't put, so, he couldn't I mean, put an COVID. entire game together. Mm -hmm. One game is the first oh, half. Yeah. Yeah. One game is the second half. He just couldn't put them together. Yeah. So, but it all started bad with the coaching talking about they don't need a coach. Yeah. And this, with, they, they it wasn't nobody but Kyrie, Kyrie that said that. that. It wasn't yeah. no right, right, right. Well, <laughs> but you know, you know how all of that goes. Yeah. And then you get a coach, and then you're saying he's not the guy. It was just, it was an epic failure. And, and so he didn't want to be reminded. Before I knew it, James wanted out already. Right. You want out? You wanted there? You, you wanted Kyrie to... wasn't getting vaccinated, what? not even no, playing. No, the thing was insane. So, so why would you commem commemorate shame? Because it ended in shame, It probably right? was just, I don't know, yeah, it felt okay. like they was trying to, it feels like to me they're trying to embarrass him. Maybe. Except yeah, because why would you why would you do that then? Okay, Otherwise, it, why would you do it, Skip? Okay, because you're 19 and 28 right now. You're going nowhere. Maybe that's all you got is to reach back for that to remind your fans. Well, we we almost. No, why we, would you do that? If, they, if you're gonna reach back, go all the way back to like Jason Kidd and <laughs> something know, over in New Jersey. But maybe that's just saying that they did have a good relationship <laughs> because I thought they tried to work it out in the end with with Duran and tried to keep him around. And, they did, and then they finally just came to the conclusion of. Let's let him go. And so, so you know, they tried to work it out. And he, I think they were just trying to show him an appreciation. But it brings about the embarrassing moments, not the great moments. So mm -hmm. that's what I think is hard. What if they gave you, what if you'd have went to Washington at the end of your career and, and didn't do anything and you went back and they gave you a video? What, what, what would you say? I, I don't even know how to say that. Speak to that. Because <laughs> it, it didn't happen. That I didn't no, of course. But I, I'm saying KD didn't do anything right, to, right, for right, a video. It wasn't that he didn't deserve know. it. How would you like to tribute going back to I Carolina? Man, stop, man. Yeah, please. what I'm saying. It, it, no, I wouldn't have. It, it ain't no. bring it up. Nothing. No, like, nothing. No. Zero. No, don't, don't do that. I still right. about 70 something. In a moment. Stay yeah. with us for this. Michael Irvin is about to react to Jerry Jones saying, we'll go as far as Dak takes us. Woo! Ten-year co contract coming. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. back down. Jerry Jones was all over the map the other day at the Senior Bowl, double-talking, sidestepping about whether he'll extend Dak Prescott's contract. 
He basically said Dak's deal is one of many that must be addressed. So maybe this time he wants Dak to agree to a team-friendly extension. Good luck with that. But in the end, the other day, Jerry just kept repeating, we'll go as far as Dak takes us. We'll go as far as Dak takes us. Michael, you weren't here yesterday. So just sum this up for me. How many more years do you believe Dak Prescott will be the starting quarterback for our Dallas Cowboys? Dak I'll give you this exactly how this is going to play out. Dak has one more year left on his contract. Jerry is going to extend Dak. He'll put another three years on that deal. He'll get him up averaging about $57 million a year because right now the head guy, Burrow, is about $55 million a year. Dak will have a four-year deal, but he will have from this year to that third year to produce a Super Bowl mm. or produce an exit. He, from, this, from this year, three years, even though that deal's going to be a four-year deal, you're going to be able to chop off that last year. He'll have this year, three years from now, to produce a Super Bowl or produce an exit. That's how I think this is going to play out. Okay, and what, will he produce the Super Bowl in three years? Well, and, that, and it goes back to what we talked about here. What do we do at those trade deadlines? What do you do? Rather you find the player or not that you really need to make a serious impact, it's the effort that sends the whole building on alert. This is what we're trying to do so everybody step in and play. That's what happens. If we do some make, and we make some moves at trade deadline, then you will get it done. If they don't, we'll be sitting here three years from now saying goodbye to that. Hmm. Okay. Three years. I, I, I won't put a. I'm not gonna put a. a um, You're not gonna pay him 170 million, and then come back give him another 200 million dollar deal, and we don't get a Super Bowl in the next three years. And say what? We're gonna give him another 300 million dollar deal? It's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put a number on how long he's gonna be there, other than he's gonna be a Dallas Cowboy to retire at the quarterback position. Okay, so you're that's 10 what years. we. That's what we've seen. And what, what's the difference between him and Tony Romo? Tony Romo wasn't producing those Super Bowls. He wasn't, right? Only reason why, only reason why Dak Prescott is the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys at the start of his career is because Tony got hurt. He got right. hurt. And, and, and Tony, no, no, Tony got hurt, and Tony never produced any Super Bowls. If Tony had yeah, got but, hurt and he had all been a Super Bowl winning tour quarterback, yes, we'd have but, put Dak but, back down on but, that bench. Mm -hmm. but, but that's what I'm telling you. Dak hadn't produced any Super Bowls, uh, so somebody he, no, comes he along. No, no, he hasn't, though, Michael. Right. My, my point is he got the opportunity to be the quarterback because Tony got hurt. Right. What Now, what I was going to say is, if Dak gets hurt and hadn't produced any Super Bowls and somebody comes along, then he's going to be replaced. That's just how it goes. Wally Pip, that's what happens. Okay, that's what all, if he doesn't get hurt? If he doesn't get hurt, he's going to continue to keep playing at a high level. He's okay. going to continue okay. to keep playing at a high season. level. And it's going to be really hard because of how these deals are going to be structured. Mm. I don't care about the average. The average is cool, it's cute, it's newspaper, it's headlines with me and my agent in the suit. I care about the guaranteed money. Mm. If he can surpass Joe Burrow, who's guaranteed money, Deshaun Watson was a whole nother situation. Mm. Joe Burrow's at a buck 47, 146 mm. and some change on guaranteed money. Dak is going to leapfrog that by a couple million dollars, right? Now, to Michael's point, that last year on a four-year deal, three-year new money, with the new money mm -hmm. comes Things in the deal like he already has. There's no trade clauses. Right. And that number is going to be so high 
on the back end of a salary cap right. that will accelerate if you do anything. Bing, bing, bing. Now you got yeah, it. Yeah, in the fourth so year. So you got this last contract. So mm-hmm. what, what has to happen is if as the salary cap continues to escalate over years because of the TV money, mm. when you get into that fourth year, right now it's $60 million of dead money if they do anything with Dak, anything other than renegotiate. That number's going to be higher at the end of this new four-year potential deal. That number's not going to be low. It's gonna, they, he's going to put them in a position where they have to produce or get off the pot. That's what's going to happen. All right. It's just, it's gonna, that's what's going to happen. <sighs> Same thing he did with him on this deal. Put him in a position, him and his agent put him in a position where they All can't right. say no. Okay, so I hear what this man said and you said from across the table. And I'm, I have reached this conclusion, which I will now proclaim about Rain Dakota Prescott. I believe he is not a Super Bowl quarterback. I believe he's a 12 and 5 quarterback. And if you want 12 and 5s, God bless you. I don't believe he's a Super Bowl quarterback. I don't believe he can win two or three straight playoff games to get you to a Super Bowl. I'm not even talking about winning a Super Bowl. I don't think he'll ever get you to a Super Bowl. I don't think he's that guy. I think he's very good, but he's not that good. And there's a big difference between Super Bowl quarterback and a 12 and 5 regular season quarterback because. I now have a body of work, a dead body of work, because I've seen three straight Dak mm-hmm. Prescott playoff losses in which he has stunk three straight times. Fool me once, fool me twice, fool me three times. Shame, shame, shame on me. I've been fooled enough. I've seen enough. I, I got you. He is very good, and he will get you, he'll keep you hanging around the rim year after year. And to Michael's point, okay, let's go three more years and see. I, I, I will believe it when you I see to. it because I won't see it. But well, you have to right yeah, now. But, okay. You have to right now because right, you think can about say all you're the other stuck. money that you're yeah. investing right yeah. now. Yeah. You can't invest that kind of money into Michael Parsons, into the C.D. Lambs, <sighs> and then say we're not even around the rim. Yeah. You know, okay. so, 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 I, I so, so he's saying we are looking to invest right now. Michael Parsons, I mean, uh, C.D. Lamb is going to be the bridge if Dak doesn't get to a Super Bowl. When I mean bridge, I'm saying you're going to be the bridge to bridge that other quarterback and bring him in as Dak is leaving because something got to happen within these extra years. Think about it. You got 160 the last deal. You're going to get 200 and something this deal. And no Super Bowl, there's no way you're coming back with a $300 million third deal after this deal. Okay. It's just not going to happen. Okay. It's not going to happen. All right. So, Michael, do you believe we will get to a Super Bowl in the next three years? That's the question. I believe that I can get you to a Super Bowl in the next three years. He's put up the number one. Uh, he's been up in the top five of the offenses. It's about carrying that regular season performance into the playoffs and making those plays at the big moment. Mm. That's what I believe. And mm. that can get you there, but obviously he needs help because he doesn't have a Kyle Shanahan at the coach. Mm. So you got a backup car to get McCoy? <laughs> you got a what? To get a backup car to get McCarthy out of town? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm do just saying. I think Zach Prescott is a Super Bowl? My, uh, Kyle Shanahan has taken multiple Look, quarterbacks man, there. That's all I'm saying. The quarterback position, Skip, is a premium. We all know that. They get paid the most. They get the most they blame should. and criticism. They but should. they get the most praise. They do. At the end of the day, is it important for him to win the Super Bowl? Yes, it is. For him to continue to extend his Dallas career. But if he is winning an MVP and he's doing those sort of things, they're not going to move off of him. They're just not. And it will make you a very happy camper. 
because you'll come in Monday after Monday saying, well, you guys just you're close, but no cigar. Right. That's what you're going to. But have. it won't fall all on him. Mm-hmm. It's really? never going to fall all on one person, yeah. man. It's just Jerry not. Just said we're going as far as Dak will take us. Yeah, but that, but, but, yeah. come on, man. Jerry's saying that doesn't mean that he's saying I Dak, just, Dak, Dak. He's just giving Dak his flowers and saying that. That's all. Whatever that thing is that has prevented us from playing the best in playoff time, mm-hmm. I hope there's something that can just, just switch that thing. I know I heard Dak is about to have a son. Hopefully that thing's switching for him and he do it for his right. son or his baby it. to be a father or yep. whoever. Just get a trophy in there somewhere. <sighs> By the way, Jerry Jones once said the same thing to me about this quarterback who wore number eight. We'll go as far as Troy Aikman takes us. Mm. And guess what? Just that worked. Right, right. Ooh. Ooh. What would that do? Okay, up next, Good could we see that. a repeat of the Memorial Day massacre tonight as the Lakers play at Boston. He could get that out of me. So now y'all want to play Trey Lance. We got Trey Lance. All right, get an Uber for Dak, too, then. Lakers tonight, 12-point underdogs at Boston. That's on TNT. It's in part because both Anthony Davis and LeBron James are listed as questionable. So, Keyshawn, I think you're old enough to remember the infamous Memorial Day Massacre Game 1 of the 1985 Finals at Boston. Celtics 148, Lakers 114. Could tonight be even worse? They're going to turn up the heat. That's what they did. I, think, I believe they turned up the heat on us and was messing with the alarms and yeah. all type the of stuff before, at the hotel. Right, the night before playing, the hotel, y'all remember <laughs> Look, I, I think if AD and, and LeBron still. play, which I'm assuming they probably will play nationally televised game, it's Boston. I, I'm with you. I right? think they're going to try to yeah, go. I think they'll try to go. Yeah. No, I don't think it'll be that. I don't yeah, think so. 12 points? No, nah, I don't oh, think it, I don't think boy, so. That's embarrassing. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, that's crazy, though. I remember hearing about that the yeah. night before. Everybody said, man, nobody slept. They could not sleep. Everybody was calling all night long. That's what Boston does. By the way, Lakers turned right around and won the next game. Yeah, we won the next game. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see what happens. But like you guys are talking about, man, and and I've not only, you know, I've been in a lot of rallies about my boy Embiid over there and his injury. You Mm. know, people are talking about him. But I don't think the Lakers, they they won't have that issue. Mm. It's just interesting. LeBron said the other night, we are capable of beating any team in the league and losing to any team in the league. And they are. And I think they are capable of pulling this game off tonight. I'll tell you, I'll text you during the game or right before the game, I need to see LeBron's face. Once okay. I see his okay. face and his hair, that's fair, and he's dyed it up in the gray, <laughs> I know he's serious to play. Okay. He, he had that attitude as he left the other night. I, th- this is the kind of bounce back game you got to be careful with them. You, they, they can be dangerous in a game like this. All right, that's it for today's Undisputed. We are back tomorrow at 9:30 Eastern. Congratulations, Dan. Seriously, wait. Congratulations.